And happy Sunday, everybody. Sunday means we made it through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And when we happy get to day. Sunday, we're starting all over again as they stay. Uh, unfortunately, some of you poor souls have to start over more specifically on Monday. Um, others, maybe not. Uh, as you can see, we're a half hour early. We are changing our schedule to 5.30 to 8.30. As uh, Maddie, our um, Brazil Grundle tree, our, uh, our, our goblin chef, is on the East Coast. Uh, plus, almost everyone here, with the exception of probably me and Gatharn, uh, don't necessarily have to get up super early or even reasonably early on Monday to make it into the work week. So... Just a little schedule change gives a little bit more uh, uh, comfort time and ability to wind down when we're done and, you know, all the fun stuff that we like to do. Uh, before we start our uh, recap for the previous session, uh, welcome to, as they say, welcome to the Debtor's Gambit. Uh, we are exploring the, um, the founding of Darktoe the beginning of the organization known as the Revelry and the rebellious pirate creation of a world along the Menagerie Coast that was once super peaceful until the pirates came to be in the um, 40 years previous to episode, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, campaign one and campaign two of Critical Role. So we are going way back and we're actually doing a founding kind of campaign narrative where we talk about the origins of how Darkto became the uh, throne, became the seat of the Plank King, as well as how the revelry came into existence. Now, if you follow the um, uh, Wildmont uh, content, there's not a lot of specific information about the origins of this story. So, uh, once again, I believe Matt Mercer has kept that open-ended so people can interpret it or other people could write to it. And, you know, we can build our own little homebrew event. And I am homebrew. Everything I do, I create my own monsters, uh, create all my own content, write everything up myself that these brave young fools are willing to tiptoe through and not uh, hopefully cause a TP. Okay, although I gotta admit a TPK would be pretty cool. So before we get to our recap, down below, somewhere down there in the abouts, is everything you need to know about us. Uh, you can click on our Discord, on our Patreon, our YouTubes, and all those social things, and find out all you need to know about us. If you could follow us in Twitch, that would be a huge help. It would help us out a lot. Um, if you have an available Prime subscription, hey. Uh, give us some of that Jeff Bezos money. We're perfectly happy taking it, um, seeing as how he has lots of time on his hands because he's now fighting the government because SpaceX won and he lost. But, hey, oh, well, life goes on. Um, and, by the way, in case you didn't know, Gatharn builds Falcon 9 rockets over there. Um, Roselle is a cool Renfair pirate nutty and Omni, well, they're all going to tell you what they do, because now that my shameless plugs are over, it's time for everybody else's shameless plugs. And we're going to start with uh, Medi Steel Fang Divine. Talk to us about what you got going on these days. Hello. Well, the character uh, has 
a case of almost dying last week. Uh, but I <laughs> have a podcast called Abrigo del Diablo. It is a Mage of the Ascension 5th edition podcast. It is kind of a grim, spooky, western, dark story. Um, and it sounds like this coming week I might be able to run Mage for all of these people and confuse yes. them with my D10 system. And yes. I'm very excited about it. I, as far it as podcasts, and it is confusing when you only use one die. Yes. Well, <laughs> there's very few times that you'd ever actually roll only one dice, but we'll explain Well, that die type. Later. Die type. Yes. Die type. Absolutely. Um, but as far as the podcast goes, you can find that basically anywhere you can find a podcast. And we are closing in on 2,200 listens, and it is terrifying and amazing. So thank you to everybody that has supported it. Thus That's far. awesome. That is really cool. Um, with that, let's jump over to Omni. Talk about what you're making these days and what's going on. Oh, you know, just doing the things, making all kinds of stuff. It's really great. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't you know? Don't you well, know? Uh, Maddie and I are actually in pre-launch week of our uh, D&D podcast that is coming out. Uh, it's called The General Adventuring Company. And we're super stoked. We've been in pre-production for like the past three months and it's super exciting. But me, myself, personally, and I have been building my bus, and it's been fantastic. I was able to do a lot of the woodworking stuff this last, uh, like, three days and got a nice little chunk done. So nice. super stoked to get uh, the production whole thing uh, a lot more mobile than it currently already is and start traveling. Nice. Maddie, Ruzel, talk to us about what you got going on. Oh, God, what don't I have going on? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a part of the General Adventuring Company, too. You should check that out. It's really fun. Um, that was not at all energetic. It is very, very fun, and I'm very excited. Um, <laughs> um, I'm like run. I'm burning the candle at both ends this week. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to be touring so it, with a lovely group called Chase Treasure, who um, they do a whole bunch of stuff, mostly. Well, actually, no, we're all across the country now. Um, so if you like uh, three lovely ladies singing body songs at rent fairs, you should come and check us out as well. I finally make my in-person debut in Missouri at the Maiden Fair um, Renaissance Festival. Yay, Renaissance. Yeah, you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, I don't know. I do so many things, but I think that's it for now. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon, uh, Gathar, and Luxpell, what? How many rockets are you launching this week? Oh, I don't actually know. <laughs> I don't know. Usually they're like, "Oh, we launched one on Thursday." I'm like, "We did." <laughs> okay, well, cool. Well, when I woke up on the YouTube's this morning, they had another sixty Starlink satellite launch, and I was like, "When did they do that?" And that was like two days ago. I was like, "Wow!" Or no, a day ago. Um, off yeah, of I think we launched. I think we launched like two Starlinks this last week. Yeah, I know we had one like earlier this week. This last week for me went by like real quick. Like yeah. I woke up on Thursday thinking it was Wednesday. So <laughs> hey, the day was, ended in Y. Like, so you're technically correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing was is like Thursday was also vaccinine vaccinine day. Vaccinine day. Vaccination day. Vaccination day. Vaccinine day up in Canada. Uh, yeah, so anyways, I was like, okay, cool, got to work, and I was like, there's something important I'm supposed to do on Thursday. Thankfully, that's tomorrow. Today's one, <laughs> today is Thursday. Oh, sh guys, uh, so, uh, aside from that, yeah, I don't really do anything nerdy, because I don't have the, uh, um, time 
Oh, this will be nerdy enough to cover it all. And then we have uh, Jin Vince, um, who keeps the mail flowing, keeps us um, in suspense, wondering when all of our bills and checks are going to arrive and all the fun stuff that comes with that. Vince, I believe you're rebooting your campaign. Are you considering perhaps twitching that campaign? Uh, we'll see. I don't <laughs> see if those little jerks can handle being on. Uh, <laughs> well, in that case, it's perfect. It's perfect because here at TTRPG Academy, what we try to focus on is like the reality of gaming. Sure, we're all in our little social spaces doing fun things. But I think at the core of it, whether you're uh, Vince doing his private campaign or playing in games like Brandon does, Shannon's uh, creativity, uh, Maddie and uh, Cesare's creativity. It's going to be creative regardless of its delivery system. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think what this kind of all helps people realize is that if you just get together and play a game, you're going to have fun one way or the other, whether it's a table of family members, strangers, or whatever it takes. Um, It's going to be a good time. And I think... For the longest time, it is definitely something that we've been missing out on, uh, so to speak. And I know for a lot of us, uh, we're looking forward to sitting at live games again. And I've decided when this studio goes open, probably end of June or part of July, depending on when I can nail Cesare down to some help on microphones, because I've got everything I needed for video, but I need Ches's help on the microphone setup. Um our very first game for the studio is going to be a live game session of Castle Panic, one of my favorite games. It's a board game. It's lots of fun. Um, I'm hoping to have Brandon available for it. Uh, Callista will be in it, and there's a couple other people we're going to reach out to, um, and it'll be our premier game that we're going to play. If, you know, I'm not ready to quite kick off another campaign. I've got a couple other campaigns closing down. Um, and then eventually have at least one or two live campaigns in the studio so I can practice the fine art of what Chesare does. I mean, look at that beautiful image, right? Look at Maddie. I mean, look at Shannon. I mean, Brendan's not more than 10 feet away, and he looks way prettier than I do, right? Old man in a purple hair suit. Not always the best fit, but it works, I guess. <laughs> so let's go ahead and recap and let's talk about where we last left off. Now, our team um, originally got together uh, on the Maximizer, serving Captain Trinity, who had taken an unkind of scheduled trip out into the, an area of the Menagerie Coast, which during the hurricane season you typically wouldn't go on. Um, for whatever reason, this decision was made. Unfortunately, our team found themselves reflecting on little different glimpses of memory and occurrences that had happened during when the hurricane had hit. All this culminating into an encounter with a lesser kraken that found them rather tasty while a ship uh, came off the horizon into view and was coming ever closer. Here, they managed to make friends with Captain Raylene, uh, hitch a ride on her ship, and convince them, um, although Jin and Omni 
seemed to confuse the situation more so than help the situation. But eventually, personalities overcame redundancy and the team managed to safely find themselves uh, entered into the roster and into the crew. Although they will not be taking on traditional titles with the exception of Rizal, who is now recruited as the steward chef or uh, master procurer of making vittles that don't make people sick. Um, that would seem to be her extensive title. Uh, they took some time to settle in, have some conversations, get in some rehabilitating rest, um, and then were invited to the captain's mess for a meal to discuss the origins of the troubles with Captain Trinity's ship, the Maximizer. They were also introduced to some of the crew at the same time, both the bosun and the first mate. The first mate, a triton, and the bosun, a massive half-orc that seems to come from a competing tribe that is actually quite familiar with Gatharn. Gatharn and Labash, having an exchange of challenging words, decided to settle things after dinner. Dinner was uh, consumed. Raylene, kind of semi-satisfied with the information that she had gleaned from the team, whether all of it was truly represented or not, well, we leave that to the players to decide. The team uh, then, recognizing Gotharn's intensity for, well, getting involved, as they say, makes his way out first, and as all of you are led out onto the main deck, you can see the deck of the ship is covered with an audience. This audience is now yelling and cheering and pretty much enjoying the fact that a pit fight is going to ensue. Four torches light up the area of where the pit fight is. Already in one corner, Labash, stripped down to nothing more than just a simple pair of breech pants, upper chest out, um, skin with his massive tattoos coiling around his shoulders, his body, his neck, up into his chin. He's over there cracking knuckles, big tusk-like smile as he sees Gatharn come out first and the others following behind. Gatharn, you recognize the pose, you recognize, well, needless to say, there's plenty of room for you to uh, get involved. All around you, hawkers, Gamblers, individuals taking bets and wondering who is going to win this particular fight. And with that, and with that, I do believe Gatharn, go ahead and give me an initiative roll as you step into the fighter's pit. Uh, 16. 16. Let me roll for Labash. Oh, Labash did not do well. So, Gatharn, you will be up first. Labash will go after you. Now, for purposes of initiative, we're resolving this fight. However, the rest of you are free to move about a very busy crowd of onlookers, gawkers, people yelling and pondering as to who's going to win this fight. You see the exchange of 
coin and bets going on around you. You watch as an old sea dog reaches over and grabs a bag of coin from one person and they begin to exchange words and exchange bags of coin. By the way, each of you currently have 30 silver pieces to spend. Um, as this was gifted to you, you have the original signing of the 10 silver with Raylene and recognizing your destitute, poverty-stricken selves, she proffered up an additional 24 or 20 silver pieces. So you're now in possession of 30 silver pieces. I almost put platinum for some reason. Like, that's not even anywhere close <laughs> to what you said. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd getting more and more raucous. The two of you on either side of the fighting pit, cracking knuckles. Um, at this point... Both of you are an equal distance apart, about 10 feet apart from each other, Gatharn. What would you like to do? Uh, get naked. Okay, you watch as Gatharn drops the remaining covering of the stale cloth yeah, that, was, that was thrown to him by Labash during the exchange of words in creating this incident. A now naked, half-gnome, half-orc, normark, half-lin-orc... Nork is now standing there, festooned with his tribal tattoos, um, kind of pulsing around his arms and shoulders coming together, knuckles cracking. What would you like to do, Catharn? Reaction right. on the moving into naked rageness. Okay, uh, so my bonus action, I'm going to Hunter's Mark him. Okay, he's marked. And then I'm just going to charge in and start swinging. I would like to place a wager on Gatharn. Okay. So I will we'll move over to find somebody uh, who is kind of taking bets. And I'm, we're just going to put all 30 pieces of silver on him. All right. Give me a quick perception check, would you there, uh, Omni? Yep. Ah, perception, you say. That is not as good as I thought it was going to be. Twelve. Twelve. I will say you find someone that accepts a wager from you for ten silver. Double or nothing. Okay, okay. Anybody else before Gatharn gets into fisticuffs, so to speak? How far away from, like, a mast are we? Uh, give me a perception check. Eleven. Eleven. Not that far. I mean, the pit itself is uh, kind of set up near the main mast, and then there's the a secondary smaller mast behind it. You're probably maybe about 40, 30, 40 feet from the main mast at this point. Is it too thick of a crowd to move from there to there? No, you could get there pretty easily. You can move through it. All right. I'm, I'm going to just go over there and... And start climbing up because I just assume that he's going to win. And I must give me <laughs> acrobatics or athletics up to you with advantage because of spider climb. If you have spider climb, go for it. Absolutely. I have, I possibly have spider climb uh, for shenanigans. Ooh, okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, definitely acrobatics because I'm not an insane person. 25. 
five. Nice. Yeah, you begin your steady climb up. Looking up the main mast and climbing upwards, you now have a better vantage point of the crowd. Um, there's at least, it would seem for the most part, the majority of the crew is participating in the audience. Um, having the entire crew involved in this obviously would not make sense. The gunnery crew is still doing their work. There is a small patrol of you know, the sailors kind of doing their work as well. But those who are not in the process of having to do something, they do appear to be here. And you're now making your way up towards the crow's nest or the cross mast or the, what, the yard the arm, nest, I should say. I get it. Like how, how high up is that? About 35 feet, 40 feet. Okay. Easy peasy. Okay. Uh, anybody else want to do something before Gatharin makes his move? Everybody's good watching from... I'd, I'd like to make another bet, maybe with someone else. Give me another perception check. Okay. That's better. Uh, 16. 16. You find someone who's willing to wage you double or nothing on your remaining 20 silver. Cool. That's all. All right. With I that, will sit and watch. <laughs> I have faith in my boy. With that, Gatharn, the two of you um, are in your perspective corners, as they say. I'm levitating. Roughly about 25 feet apart as the starting position is managed. Labash leans in puts his knuckles into the deck of the ship. You hear them pop and crack, his shoulders kind of rolling back. Your free action, your naked form is there. He does not seem to be phased. However, go ahead and give me an intimidation check really quick as a base. Roll for BDE. 18. Nice. All right. I rolled a 19 and I got a minus one to my charisma. (laughs) That's some BDE. That's some BDE, bro. That's some. <laughs> that's some BDE. Um, all right, it's your turn. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm gonna kneecap him. Okay. So I'm gonna charge you and streak across right over to him as you move, and you're gonna kneecap him. Go ahead and make an unarmed strike, please. All right. I still get two attacks, even though it's unarmed, right? Correct. All right. Your attack action is two attacks. All right. So for the first attack. That's 17. That'll definitely hit. And the second attack is 16. You race over to him. Both strikes. The first knee coming directly into his knee, like right up underneath the kneecap. You hear a popping noise. And then you bring your elbow across, right into the side of the kneecap. And there's a slight cracking noise at the same time. Uh, Total damage? Both hit. Yeah, both hit. Okay. It's unarmed, so it's predetermined on the damage, correct? Or are you Tavern Brawler? Tavern Brawler, so I get an add to D4 to mine. Go for it. And plus with the D6 for Hunter's Mark. So... 12 for the first hit. Nice. And then the second hit... Is 10. 10. All right, you still have your bonus action. No, bonus, bonus action was the Hunter's Mark. Oh, yeah, that's right. Forgot about that. So after you strike him, the two of you now uh, face-to-face, you watch as that 
that elbow and knee strike has him pretty much, well, needless to say, pretty much in a bit of pain. The sound and the broken sound of his knee, the cracking sound, you just watch as his eyes just get really large. There's a familiar foam coming from his mouth, bloodshot eyes as he slips into a rage, and he immediately brings both fists right towards your noggin. That's a 21. Hit. And a 19. Hit. He will take his D4 for Tavern Brawler. He will also require you to make an athletic check, please, as he's going to grapple you at the same time. Hit. Uh, That is a 27 on athletics. 27. (laughs) I rolled a natural 20. Nice. It's contested. He's unable to grapple, and you are not technically uh, able to get clean of him. But that is going to be 10 points for the first one and 11 points for the second one. As you guys watch his huge half-orc hands smack him on either side of the head. It looks like he attempted to grab him by the head and lift him up, but at the last second, Cathar kind of slips out of his grip. That will finish round one. Round one is done. Does anybody else in the crowd want to do anything at this point? Quick, cast Grease on Katharn. It'd be great. Um, are you trying to be seen or be I, unseen? I don't actually have that, but oh. I will say that it would be really funny. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a hell of a cantrip. I mean, we should... Explore that. <laughs> With this, um, Maddie, you now make your way up into the crow's nest, and you are in the crow's nest, 40 feet above, and you have a clear view of the fight down below. Anybody else want to do anything before they start the second round? Okay. Gatharin, you are up. All right. Now I'll rage. Okay. Bonus action rage. Three. Three on the rage. You go invisible. I'm going to get behind him. As you move and shift behind him, just as you get behind him, you reappear as you go to strike through your strike. But you have advantage at this point. Go ahead and roll All to right. hit. First attack. That's uh, 24. That'll hit. And second attack. Is a crit. Nice. Times two. Vice the dice. Your choice. Uh, I'll go with twice the dice. Go for it. All right. So first attack is 12 damage. 12 damage of the first one. Was have to six. Keep Second going. Attack. All right, that's nine on that roll, and shit. Shite. Chaser. Uh, eight on that roll. So for seventeen plus four, twenty-one have to ten. Jesus. For a beast, my friend. A beast. And now I'll grapple him. 
Uh, go for it. Uh, 19 plus 7, so 26 for my athletics. Natural 20 plus 8. Well, shiza. <laughs> you go to grapple onto him after just bringing two hammer blows into the bottom of his back. You try to wrap around his waist in order to see if you could trip him up and bring him down. He recognizes the move, peels away, spins around on you, and brings two hammer blows right down on the top of your head. And you wink out of visibility at that point as he now has normal strikes as he is currently reckless. That is a 19. That one hits. And that is a 7. That one misses. That one will miss. The one that hits will be... 10 points of bludgeoning damage from the unarmed strike. Um, half because you're raging. Yeah, half because you're raging. Um, he just, the first hammer blow coming down kind of glances off the side of your head. The second one, you see the move coming. You spin around and you're able to just dodge that next hammer blow that was coming towards you. The two of you are now in base with each other, uh, either attempting grappling moves or hammer blow moves at the same time. That'll finish the second round. Top of the third round. The crowd is getting louder and raucous. The the, the bets are flying back and forth. Um, somebody comes up to you, Omni. <laughs> you want to go for uh uh uh? You want to go for all or nothing, mate? Huh huh? Hundred silver, hundred silver. I'll take it. I'll take the bet. Um, we are already out of all of our money. All of our money is already into oh, certain things. It's a real shame. Right? You watch as he peels off to the next gawker. Anybody else want to do anything during the third round? Hope that nobody gets a nosebleed, because even from up here, I could probably smell it. What's your passive perception again, Medi? Fortunately, low. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. With that, Gatharn. What move? What what are you doing next? Um, so I popped back to invisible, right? You are now back invisible again. All right. Well, and he well, I have advantage regardless because he reckless. Correct. Trust me, wild magic. This would be way more handy in a traditional fight, but you're fighting another barbarian, so it's a bit. You know, oh, yeah. The odds are shifting. The scales shift based on what you do. Okay. Can I use Misty Step to move upwards? You have to have a place to land. Yeah, his head. Ooh, I like that a lot. Um, give me acrobatics so that you can actually hold that position. We'll see how well you can stand. Like, right on top of his head. Okay. I got 18 plus. Eight, 18 will definitely do it. You, for all, the, for all so of you out there. Total. Yeah, for all of you out there watching, you watch as suddenly Catharn reappears, balancing with his two gnome-like feet on the very top of Labash's head. Labash is like, look, uh, that's not fair. And he's like trying to grab at you as you wink back into existence. What are you doing? I have to drop onto his shoulders like, you know, like a parent carrying a baby. Okay. And leg lock his neck. Are you max? Are you, are you master blastering him? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to choke him out with a leg lock on his neck. Okay. Um, so do you want your entire attack action to be a grapple? Yeah. Or do you want to take... Maybe. Well, as Tavern Brawler, I believe you get grapple. Uh, yeah, yeah, so <clears throat> then I'll attack first. Yeah. And then grapple at the end of it. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, the grapple is basically I'm going to try and leg lock his throat. Go for it. Go ahead and roll for your two attacks. Ew. Uh, 11. 11 will just miss. Okay. And... 13. 13. 13 will hit. Go ahead and roll for damage on that. And we will contest on the grapple. All right. So that is 7 plus 4, 11 damage. Okay. 5, 6, 5. Ooh. Um, 21. Uh, 19. You currently have your legs wrapped around his neck. And he's now attempting... To Pull your legs, and he's going to try to use his... He's first going to take two hammer punches up at you uh, with disadvantage. The first one is a 16. Misses. And the next one is an 18. Hits. That is going to be nine points of bludgeoning damage. He he misses with the first one, glancing across your kneecap. The second one, though, kind of glances across your jaws. You're kind of straddling up on the shoulders with neck. And he's going to try to break your grapple. So let's go ahead and contest that. Uh, 22. He does not break the grapple with a 16. You're now... Beginning to just squeeze and choke. That'll finish the third. That'll take us up to the fourth round. The, the crowd is now going wild. This naked gnome has straddled the shoulders of Labash. His legs are locked around a red, purple like face, spittle spraying out <laughs> as he's grabbing at your legs, trying to break this, this effort that you're trying to choke him out. Um, now, so what I'll do is anybody want to do anything during the fourth round? I would like to find that gentleman who offered me the second bet okay. and persuade him that uh, he wants to Give me a persuasion pay check. me back ten times the amount of his initial offer. Okay. Did you say a persuasion or a yeah. perception? Persuasion. persuasion. You already know who he is and what he looks like, and you're aware of where he went. Okay. Ooh, 15 plus. Uh, 823. Easy money, mate. <laughs> yeah, I take that bet. Okay, wonderful. We'll see you in a minute. <laughs> Anybody else? There wouldn't happen to be another Kraken or something coming for the ship, would there? Just out of curiosity. Uh, give me a perception check. Distracted myself. Probably a good idea because the copper smell wafting, like wafting up towards you. It's intriguing to say the least. It's fine. I definitely have eaten something in the past three days. <laughs> uh, 17. 17. Looking on the horizon as it's shifted from early evening to a more darkening portion of the evening. Um, descending into nighttime darkness. The horizon looks clear. It's a clear night out tonight. The stars, there's nothing 
that looks out of the ordinary to you. So, top of the fifth round, um, Gatharn, you're currently maintaining your grapple with Tavern Brawler. You can continue to wail on him if you choose. Okay, yeah, I'm going to continue to wail on him because he's still it. standing, right? Yep. Uh, regular or advantage? I would say with advantage because you are now, well, now that you're permanently holding on to him, your invisibility will not be effective. The only time it's effective is when you pop in and out of a melee strike. So at this Got point, it. the magical effect is still there, but it's diminished because you're currently grappling him around the neck. I'm kind of glimmering. So regular then? Yeah, regular strike. Okay. Unless you want to go reckless. No. Okay. Yeah. All right, so the first one is 14, and then the second one is 21. Both will hit. Roll for damage. Uh, that's max, so 14 damage for the first one. Nice. And the second one is 10 damage. Nice. Yeah, those, with your legs wrapped around his neck, it's just a series of right and left pummels to the either side of his face. The first one, you feel the tusk snap and kind of roll to the ground. The second one, you feel the lower chin kind of split open and a very copperly, heavy-scented stream of blood streaks out across onto the fight pit. Um, Point to the tooth and go, that's mine. <laughs> You're not fighting to challenge you, magical piece of shit, as he begins to try to grab you and throw you by breaking the grapple. He's going to use his entire attack action to try to get you off, and he's at, he's going to be reckless as well. That is a 27 on the athletics. Natural 20. It's a 27 as well. <laughs> Contesting it again, using his full action to try to get you <laughs> off of him. He struggles. The skin purple and red. And he just struggles with it. Now we're at the top of the sixth round. Anybody want to do anything as this fight is playing out around you? I just remembered I have advantage on strength-based checks with rage. Yes, you got to remember that because I've been rolling my advantage. Don't forget to roll yeah. yours, son. Um, yeah, just rolling one. <laughs> so, top of the next round, Gatharn, you now have him still locked in that grapple embrace around his neck. What are you doing? Laughing that he said rules and keep hitting him. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not traditional rules. They're more like guidelines. guidelines. <laughs> uh, 16 and 17. Both will hit. Roll for damage. Uh, max on that one, 14. Okay. And second one is another 10. Nice. I love Hunter's Mark. Yeah, Hunter's Mark does help. Um, with that, um, he, recognizing that he may not be able to get you off, just strike that. Recognizing he may not be able to disengage with you. Oh, he'll get me off. <laughs> Next he begins was a to strike. desperately, now that he realizes that you didn't whisk out of a parent, you know, that you didn't go invisible again, he's just going to recklessly strike up at you again. That's going to be a 26. That'll hit. That's a natural 20. So with that. That misses. <laughs> 
With that, I direct it to his own face. Why are you hitting yourself? Uh, the first one is going to be a 12 points of bludgeoning damage. And right. the second one's going to be 11... Or, no, that's going to be 12 points of bludgeoning damage as well. As these two just long-reaching arms... Like, up into your rib cage and right underneath your armpit, because the way you're kind of squirreling around him. Uh, but he is going to try to peel you off his neck this time. Not throw you, but just try to break the grapple. He doesn't need to breathe. Oh, that's 22. 21. You continue to hold your legs around his neck. The skin getting more purple and red. Foam kind of wheezing out of his mouth. <laughs> Top of the sixth round. What are you doing? Does anybody out there watching want to do anything? I do need a charisma save from Medi, please. Oh, good. That I suck at. Wonderful. Love it. Love it. Love it. Not one of the many skills that I have that I'm very good at. Uh, charisma save. That is sitting on my mouse wire. Six. Six. It's almost as if everything kind of slows down. That last punch from Gatharn that sprayed the blood up into the air, like the blood droplets slow down for you. Everything else kind of keeps going at the same pace, but you're, ooh. I mean, orc blood's not the best, juiciest of the bloods, but... You just watch it spray up, and there's even a little bit comes down and lands on somebody in the crowd, and they kind of aimlessly wipe it away off their face, and I'll let you decide how you want to resist this. Such a waste. <laughs> Precisely. It is irresistible. Such a waste. Unfortunately, you feel like a queasiness in your stomach, a little bit of a energy drain. You've been sustaining yourself. But, oh, God, that looks good. And the cuts and the wounds all over Labash. You absentmindedly kind of smack your lips together at the same time. I start creeping down the mast. Okay. Um, are you being purposeful or stealthy? I would prefer to be stealthy. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. Not very good. 14. 14. Good enough. And you begin to creep down, taking advantage of the din of the noise around you. Um, and then you watch as Catharn once again starts launching those hammer blows down onto Labash. Catharn, what are you doing? Catharn smash. <laughs> Catharn smash. <laughs> Catharn gonna get his nuts. <laughs> uh, that's uh, 13 and uh, 18 both will hit roll for damage uh, first one is 9 second one is 8 alright this time him flailing backwards towards you and you hammering down the blows not quite landing as well as they were previously. Once again, a little flick. once again, he just kind of turning purple and red from the effect, blood pouring from the corner of his mouth, his shattered tooth and 
the, the, the welts that are now building up around his shoulder and chest, the neck showing signs of reddening and vessels bursting underneath the skin. Um, he's, he's just going to launch two more uh, hammer blows just right up into you. And he's reckless. Uh, that is a 17. Yep. And a 23. Yep. 17 is right on the money. That is eight points and eight points, both eight points of bludgeoning damage. Don't forget to have those because you are raging. Uh, let's go ahead and do another contest. Ooh, no. Uh, 11. 23. He managed to get a couple of those fingers underneath your ankle, peel your legs. <gasps> Big, sharp intake of breath as you find yourself slipping off of his back and onto your feet, onto the ground as the grapple contest breaks apart. The two of you facing off to each other, turning really quickly. Githarn, it's your turn again. Seventh, top of the seventh round. Um, Mehdi, you're now standing there amongst the crowd. I'll give you another chance to resist. How would you like to try to resist or are you embracing this hunger? Okay. Um, <clears throat> is there like a rail, I assume somewhere that I can just like hold on to and just like crush to distract myself? Absolutely. Give me a deception check. Three. Uh, now give me performance with disadvantage. Good. Eleven. Eleven. You're making a poor show of self-control. You're currently leaning on the rail, and you can feel the splinters crush kind of unceremoniously under your fingers. Splinters jabbing into your hands as you do it, taking two points of piercing damage from the effect. Um, your strange own blood kind of flowing from the wounds. There's a small voice off to your right. Familiar visage of Raylene kind of saddles up next to you. Uh, she rolled a natural 20 on perception. Sorry about that. Um, as she saddles alongside of you, she hands you a very warm, kind of like drinking vessel. Yeah. Are you okay? Just like turn to her, like kind of with <laughs> like a little bit of fangs. Just peachy. Ah. Fantastic. I've seen this before. Please drink. You'll feel better. Um, with that, Gatharn, what are you doing? Oh, we're squared off again, right? You're squared off again. You at your three-foot height, him at his full seven-foot height, the two of you just bloodied, bruised. You can even feel one of your tusks are a little bit loose, but didn't get knocked out. Um, the two of you look to be almost equal in kind of effect from the wounds that you've been taken. Okay, and I've blinked out of existence for the time being. Correct. <laughs> just at the last second. And you just... Cheating fucking bastard. When you show up again, I'm going to rip out your fucking eyeballs and I'm going to punch out the back of your fucking head, you asshole. And he's just kind of wondering where you went. Right to the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Make your two strikes. As you wink back into existence with advantage... All right, so the first one is 19. That'll hit. And the second one, natural 20. Oh, no. Y'all are printing all over the place. It's great. 
natural 20 to the dick. <laughs> to the twiffer. Crit that dick. <laughs> to the twig and berries. Hashtag right, so the... crit that dick. <laughs> <laughs> First one was uh, eight damage. Nice. And second one. Uh, that's nine plus seven, so 14, 15, 19 damage. That was a nice one right there. <laughs> With that, um, as you come into existence and you just tear right into his like lower section without even thinking, you just, you don't even punch. You just bring up both kicks in rapid succession, like right into his crotch. There's an explosion of pain as he falls to the ground on his knees and kind of over onto his side. Momentarily, you get the feeling he might be unconscious, but the last second you watch as his eyes kind of flare open again. And he quickly does two kicks right to your midsection as he's lying on the side from that from that blow to the crotch. And I'm invisible. Yep, that would be normal strikes. So that's a 19 and a 15. One hit. Okay. The first one, you blink out, and he manages to catch you right in the side of the leg for 11 points of bludgeoning damage. He then attempts to sweep the other leg with his other foot, and you, because you've winked back into invisibility, you harmlessly kind of like jump over the leg and like back down onto the deck of the ship as he is now prone grabbing his twigs and berries and seems to be in a great deal of pain as he starts to stand back up. Anybody out in the crowd? So with you, Medi, the fight is raging in intensity. The crowd is very raucous at this point. Raylene, her small goblin form with the big giant hat and all the piercings, tattoos, um, big smile on her face. Drink this, sweetie. It'll make you feel better, I promise you. Is an eye gouge counter as a grapple? I like the flavor of it. Yeah, technically your uh, your grappling is orbital socket, so. <laughs> Fish hook and the he's bitch. Be grappling with the loss of his eyesight. <laughs> what are you doing, Maddie? I'll just take it from her and just. Not say anything and just walk away. Okay. I don't goes, plan on actually using it, but I'll take it. Well, if it gets too painful, dear, please use it. I think you'll find it, um, well, a good vintage. Definitely did not say that aloud. Just right. took it from her and walked away. Right. She's kind of saying that to your back as you walk away because she kind of gets the vibe from you that you're still trying to maintain your control. But you get the feeling that she's doing nothing more than just protecting her crew at this point. Um, Gatharn, top of the round, you're up. What are you doing? Uh, so he's starting to get up, right? Correct. So he's kneeling. Yeah, he's like semi-prone standing up. All right, Superman punch to the face. Go for it. 
Oh, uh, that is 26 that'll or de- uh, 25. That'll definitely hit. And then the second attack is uh, 14. 14. Both will hit. Roll for damage. Okay. Uh, eight and ten. Ten. Um, as you just slam into him, coming back into existence, both hammer blows to the jaw. <laughs> Uh, almost slow motion style as one of the bottom tusks goes spinning out. Uh, He's the, tuskless. The bottom portion of his jaw cracks under the weight of the blow and he just lays out perfectly still on the deck of the ship. The crowd is going ape shit over Labash getting knocked unconscious by a naked gnome. Nork. <laughs> Does that make you Norkid? I am Norkid. They've got that Norkid rage. <laughs> I gather his teeth. We just uh, yell out, that's our boy! And give... then go to collect our money. Alright, so, with all this excitement going on, the crowd kind of ebbs and flows, um... For you, Gatharn, give me perception check to see if you can find his teeth. Um, how much was your total amount of bets that you put down, um, Omni? So the first bet was just for 10 silver, and it was double or nothing. That one was easy to track down. You now have 20 silver from that. Wonderful. Uh, the second one was the remaining 20 silver, Okay. Um, and that was double or nothing as well. So 40 silver for that one? And I'm unaware if it was the same person or if it was a different person that came up the third time that I dismissed and then went and found again, which right, was 10 right. times. Um, well, we'll say that was the same person who attempted to up okay. the original bet. And yeah. you get okay. 200 silver from that one. Wonderful. So 220 total. Correct. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, 200 my perception. 230 total, I think. Right? The first one was 10, double or nothing. Second yes. one was 20, double or nothing. Oh, okay. Right? And then you up to 100, double or nothing. The 230, silver. Got it. All right. Thank you. Um, and all the bets and exchanges are going on all around. People are handing over uh, coppers and silvers with each other. There's a lot of chortling and raging on the deck of the ship. Um, immediately, one of the sa- sailors kind of goes over to where the unconscious labashes um uh quaffs a small vial into his mouth and under his nose and he immediately comes back to consciousness um you find both tusks um gatharn you walk over pick one up walk over pick up the other one he kind of with the help of the person that gave him the healing potion they kind of help him up there's a big smile on his face he comes over to you puts out his big meaty grip in your direction and goes I haven't had my ass kicked like that in a long time, mate. Thank you. That was awesome. Any chance I could get those back? I mean, can I have the big one back? Can I have the big one back? You could keep the little one. I'm okay with that, but... and I'll, 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 I'll concede that. This one I keep because you called me a fucking goblin. Yeah, well, I just... Picking a fight, mate. You look more like a green gnome than a goblin, so fair enough. <laughs> and he takes the big tusk from you, looks at the healer. The healer kind of shrugs her shoulders and 
jams the tusk up into his upper gum line, uh, sprays like a handful of healing potion on it, and <laughs> it works. Um, and then he kind of like turns around and walks into the crowd. Your passive is high enough. There's a kind of an odd thing that happens when he walks into the crowd. You notice that he begins collecting wagers, not losing wagers. <laughs> the rest of you... I would have done the same thing. Yeah, the rest of you have a high enough passive. I mean, Rizel, you kind of pick up on that. Mehdi, you're still very distracted by the smell of blood on the deck of the ship, which is now being swapped down. But Jin and Omni, you two picked up on it as well because you're kind of amongst the crowd at this point. I walk up to Omni. Is this how we get our new positions on deck? We have to fight somebody? <laughs> uh, apparently, yes. So I, I would start... The, I don't want to be the cabin boy. The captain scares me. Do I have to fight the carpenter? <laughs> I'm not sure. You might want to check uh, the tournament schedule. See uh, see who your 1v1 is and then see what the next tier is and kind of go from there. I would like to go hunt for the tournament schedule. Give me an investigation check. I'm going to go hunt for some grog. That's easy enough for you. You could see a barrel that's been cracked open off to the side of the ship. And many of the sailors are just dipping tankards into the barrel and laying it back as quickly as they can fill it. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. You don't necessarily find what you would consider what Omni described. Mm. Um, You do find a series of like leaflets and and hanging pamphlets um, that describe um, like particular ports that the ship has been in, um, gathering of like just notes and information to help sailors behave in a certain accordance when they get to these different ports. Um, Mm. There's everything that you would consider as like a basic form of communication between um, the captain's crew and the captain's officers is kind of placed here. There doesn't seem to be anything that Omni described specifically, but there is some kind of communication going on here between crew and officers. As part of that investigation check, can I also ask around to see who the carpenter is? Yeah, at some point you run into a gnarled elderly man who's working on some roping. He goes, oh, we don't. I don't think we have. We have never really had a carpenter. The bows and a point at the barely conscious uh, Labash. Eh, he normally just picks a couple crewmates and does any kind of repair work that needs to. And I, I mean, you might want to try talking to him. He can, maybe he could use another set of hands. Oh, thank you, sir. Hey, I, uh, I grab his cheek and I, you're so cute. And I go find Labash. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I would like to go over uh, to Gathan and give him um, five gold, basically. So that fifty silver. Okay. Yeah. What's this for? Uh, we made some wagers uh, in your favor, so thank you. Well, I'll drink this down tonight. Gathan, really? Are we come- paying for gar- grog? <laughs> uh, the grog is free. So you don't have to worry All about right, that. I won't be drinking this tonight. Raylene kind of, as the two of you exchange funds, Raylene kind of comes up to the side of you and 
holds the sailing Still naked. Cl- yeah, holds the sailing cloth over to you. Um, not that I don't enjoy a good. And you watch as she kind of looks down. Um, tussle, but uh, maybe you could put this back on for now, please, dear. Ain't fighting, so okay. Decorum and all. Decor. Some of us have been at sea for a while. <laughs> Point them out. <laughs> well, he has. He has. Oh, he's fine. Um, he has. And then, you know, she's pointing out. The conversation gets intensely awkward near the end, and she just kind of shrugs her shoulders and go, No, very strange. Well, anyways, well thought. Um, you do have duty in the morning, so try not to stay up too late. Try not to get too drunk, please. Just saying. Those are conditions, not necessarily orders. Understood, Captain. I will try my best, which is <laughs> not that good at all. <laughs> So what? As I grab a second glass of grog. Okay. Um, Medi and Roselle, what are the two of you doing right now? I would like um, to, as the crowd is like, they're they're starting to, like, you know, celebrate after this or not, if they lost all their money. Oh, well, I mean, um, coppers and silvers trading back and forth. Dice games are common. Chances are this is the kind of money that trades between two different people on a relatively regular basis before they get to port. Um, it's just a matter of who's going to be the luckiest. Um, and the grog is now free-flowing. Um, there's no real animosity or malicious intent here. This is just a very carefree-looking crew, as far as you can tell. Can I do, like, in... so if we're... I want to see if, because it seems to me like there's a lot of positions on this ship um, that need to be filled. And I'm curious about that. And I'd like to do an insight check to see if there's any drama or, or like, if anybody's unhappy. Yeah, I'll say you're panning the crowd at this point, kind of taking in all the activity. I'm okay with insight. Go ahead and give me an insight check. That's a seven. (laughs) Yeah, the strange thing, it's the absence of drama. There is no drama here. This seems unusually well-established crew. You get the feeling that needs are taken care of based on Captain Raylene's insistence. You get the feeling that this crew probably has... A well, they probably have a very warm heart towards Raylene. They, for all intents and purposes, appear happy and very well taken care of. Cool. Now, remembering what Raylene said at the mess, some of the prime officer positions seem well established, but she seems to think about what's needed immediately. And then seems to reflexively just kind of make a decision. And I will say you do pick up one slight piece of information during this. Is um, You kind of pick up on the fact that sometimes she's very emotionally responsive as opposed to practical all the time. Okay. Cool. Medi? 
So anybody up in the uh, crow's nest at this point? Uh, give me a perception check. Oh, boy. Okay. 14? 14. There does seem to be a person crawling up the rope ladder that leads up to the, um, or the rope netting that leads up to the crow's nest. You get the feeling this is probably someone who's expected to be on duty and on watch. I seek out wherever there's the fewest people possible. Like me, zero people. Yeah, give me perception check. I, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my God, the face on that cat. The, nine. Nine. The deck itself seems very busy. Um, from four to aft, people are either doing the last bit of nighttime duty and activity, um, which kind of leads to the possibility that either the main cargo hold area might be absent of activity at this point. All right, like a little rat. <laughs> just go to the cargo hold. Once again, are you attempting to be inconspicuous? Slightly stealthy. Yeah, go ahead and give like me a... Not be yeah, give me another stealth check, please. 15? Good enough. Um, you find the stairwell hold down into the third deck of the ship where all the containers and crates uh, all the containers and crates reside and there does not seem to be anybody down here that you can tell cool so this is obviously blood but I would like to try to make sure that it's not like going to kill me or something because I'm very suspicious naturally okay um, go ahead and give me investigation as you sniff it and begin to try to figure out or what it is. You know, it's lots of fun when one of your players is in your game not more than 20 feet away, and they bring you a beer. I'm good at that one. 23. 23. Smelling it, it smells like pig's blood, but it doesn't smell rancid or it almost feels like it's been augmented um, as Vince deals with the 8.0 earthquake in his room. Um... <laughs> it almost feels augmented, like it's been purified and possibly enhanced. Um, this this kind of leads you to the interpretation that Raylene either has dealt with people of your type before or has come across this situation before. And it, it, it definitely speaks to the fact she's not overly judgmental about it, but she's cautious. It's enough to sustain you for at least a day or so. Okay. Uh, it's a glass bottle. Yes, it's a it's a glass ceramic container. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, take one. I'll take a cork. I'll go just got. Yeah, take one point of piercing damage as the glass kind of cuts into your face, and you begin to drink the life sustaining fluid. You even begin to. Catch a hint of spices and clove and garlic and a bit of a sweetness to it. Um, yeah, it's almost like it's something that's been brewed. It's like they seasoned the pork. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, to a certain degree, you could easily see this being pulled off as blood pudding. Uh, as a, as it's like pre, you know, it's pre-existence to blood pudding. The only difference is they didn't do the congealing effect or the you know, the effect of turning it into blood sausage. So I just <laughs> sit in the cargo hold, 
eat in my glass bottle like a weirdo. Fair enough. Go ahead and give me a perception check, please. No, Jason, I'm by myself. <laughs> Obviously, you said I was by myself, so I'm by myself. Four? Four, yep. As far as you can tell, you still are by yourself. Uh, for the rest of you back up on deck, uh, Jen, you managed to track down Labash. He is sitting and leaning against the railing. He's got a tankard of grog in one hand. He's got a bloody cloth in the other as he's kind of dabbing at his recovering wounds. He sees you come over. Oh. <laughs> hey, yeah, what can I do for you, mate? Um, excuse me, sir. Uh, apparently, in order to get the jobs that we actually want on said ship, we need to fight somebody. Uh, who told you that, mate? You don't look like you could fight a glob of snot. <laughs> I mean, I That's... could I could shit you a turd and you could wrestle with it if you like. I mean, if that can make me a carpenter, I don't mind. No, fighting you, wait, you got carpenter skills, mate. Like, well, When you say carpenter, I mean, do you play with wood or do you hammer wood? If you get my meaning, then, mate. Both? Oh, well, at least you're honest, mate. At least you're fucking honest. I like that. Um, Yeah, I could always use some skills. I could probably get you on the door an extra gold uh, uh, for whenever we need the skill set. I could definitely use you on damage control. Um, we will be stopping soon uh, at the, uh, uh, well, at the, well, I don't know if she wants me to, kind of looks around. Um, we're going to make a little pit stop on our way out to the revelry. Um, so uh, we've got to be stopping at a, an island that she doesn't really want to share with people, you know, but I'm drunk and I hurt and yeah, it, you know, when when we when we get there, we're probably going to need to do some repairs on the ship. Uh, extra gold, uh, an extra gold a day, if uh, if your skills are, are worthy, there, mate. That sounds good, Mister Labash. Good luck with the. Uh, uh, oh, sweetie, I've been I, having I, lots of problems with this all my life. Don't you worry one bit. <laughs> and he like kicks back the full take it or grog um, one of the sailors walks by him hands him another full one <laughs> and he goes back to drinking I go back and find Omni I'm drinking with Labash <laughs> oh rumble belly we miss you <laughs> your rumble belly showing yeah well it happens I gotta use it somewhere love it, love it. Uh, Mr. Omni sir Hey, Jen. I am uh, so not used to Vince playing a, this kind of person. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> I want to reach it, through it, the screen and like poke him in his nose to rile him up. It I would be nice if he actually was break. on camera I know, right? a little bit. Like, stop trying to hide. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Well, I can see his camera hey, got nudged. His, his nudgenic camera nudged. got nudged. He got nudged. Nudged. Mr. Omni, sir. Um, What's I up, didn't Jen? have to fight anybody. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Did you did you go straight for the top person? No, I found papers over there about this, uh, how you should behave once we make port and stuff. But mm -hmm. and a leaflet about syphilis. I don't know what that is. <laughs> You're uh, yep, that that tracks. Does <laughs> it? it? Contracts, ha. Huh. 
Did you did you hear that? It sounded like somebody was chewing glass and trying to say something. Mm. Mm. So you got you got the position. You were yeah, and whole and a whole extra gold a day. Very nice. Congratulations. That's so much money to send him back home to mama. <laughs> okay, well I'm gonna go to bed. All right, Jen. Okay. And I walk hey, down. Yes. Jen. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we made it. We couldn't have done it without your leadership, Captain. I mean, Omni, sir. And I, I, I keep walking down the uh, hall. <laughs> There's night, a couple, couple nearby crew kind of, <laughs> kind of snicker at the, at the, uh, at the snickering. I stop and I, I just stare at them. Uh, give me, give me intimidation. Ooh, I'm scared of my guy. I feel like if Jen gets drunk, Wolfric's gonna come through a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty-one. His confidence. Twenty-one. Is gonna just be like, uh, the the two snickering sailors. No, no, sweetie, nothing wrong at all. And they kind of turn around and walk away sweetie. from you. Hey, I'm not. I'm talking to you. Turn around. <laughs> they just keep walking. <laughs> then I look at Omni's like, I, I guess I'm not that scared. And then I keep walking down the stairs. Yeah. We'll work on it. I'll try. Who, Better. Who, who's that oh. impersonation of? I was Medi. <laughs> Gatharn, you're busy getting drunk. Give me a con save, please. Omni, you just watch Jin head down below towards the sleeping quarters. There's no sign of Medi. You can see Rizel kind of like moving about the crew, kind of taking an interest in what the crew is doing. 16. You are hammered, my friend. Hammered. So who? Night crew. You can't. Um, you, you probably should. You should probably go to sleep, mate. I, I'm pretty sure I'm hammered too. Um, come on, let's go. And he kind of like puts his. He's got right kind of like the kitchens. Yeah, the two of you now kind of stumble and begin to walk down into the common space, and. I'll say, Rizel and Omni, you're close enough to watch as Gatharn and Labash make their way down. And you just hear Labash, Hey, mate, have you ever heard a cannon go off before? It's the funniest fun fucking thing ever. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Gunners, mate, prime up a target shot. Let's get busy. And then the two of you are beginning to handle explosives and shot with the gunners, mate. I'm a gunner's mate. <laughs> I think. I don't see anything that could that's, possibly go wrong. That's what, that's what <laughs> Captain said. I'm a gunner's mate. Alright, it's okay. So Captain I said can handle all explosives. Well, hey, feel free. Uh, here, you prime it, mate. You go ahead and put the powder in the cannon. Give me a slide of hand. With give me a slide of hand with disadvantage, please. And this is how Gatharn gets a prosthetic hand. A natural 20. Nice. Ooh. Jesus. But it's disadvantage. Yep. Ooh. And that's a 12. So 15. Ooh. 15 total. Uh, give me... For sleight of hand, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now give me a strength check really quick. Uh, that is 17. Your hand is now stuck in the cannon. You jam the powder in there so far... That as you try to pull your hand out, it kind of 
it's at a weird angle. And now that the swelling of your knuckles kind of continues, that amount of time was just enough for you to get your hand stuck. Oh, I know. A great way to get your hand out, mate. You watch as Labash lights the fuse. <laughs> Give me a deck save with disadvantage, please. It makes sense. <laughs> uh, so I have uncanny dodge. So basically with just a regular deck save. Fair enough. Uh, 17. Yeah, you... The heat of the explosion, just simultaneous with you pulling your hand out, you watch as one of your fingers just gets clipped by the cannonball shrapnel, and you watch as the finger just kind of rolls out in front of you and onto the ground. You watch all of you, including you, Matty, down below, hear this as this cannon shot goes off, which immediately brings Raylene and the others down below to see what's going on. Um, there's... I grab the finger, and I point to the gunner's maidens like, and that's why you don't do that. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, hey, Captain, what's wrong? Um, Labash, please. I need a bandage. Um, um, she's like looking for the Triton. She looks, or, or, Amoth? Oh, hey, this is your tooth. Amoth, please, just. I know he's good at what he does, but Jesus Christ, when he gets drunk. So, worthy, Captain? I take care of it. Amoth grabs both Gatharn and Labash, a couple sailors in tow, kind of driving them down towards the crew quarters. Um, Gatharn waving a bloody finger around. Just, um, and, 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 <laughs> I'll say both Rizal and Omni, you kind of like looking down into the hold stairwell, kind of watch this play out. I look at Omni, um, and I say, Well, I think it's about time that I uh, go on to bed now that we're losing fingers, huh? Honestly, we're surprised it didn't happen sooner. <laughs> uh, I mean, truly, what's a lost finger whenever you're drunk? <laughs> they grow back, right? They do. They grow back. Exactly. Or you could plant them and grow another Gnork. 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 <laughs> Um, Medi, you finish consuming the ceramic. You know, you're picking out the last bits of glass and ceramic out of your face as you kind of feel that um, kind of hunger satiate you and begin to allow you to calm down. Um, give me another perception check, please. Good. I'm really happy to continue to keep failing at these for you. Oh, dirty 20. There's definitely someone in here. You can hear them moving and shifting about. They're doing their best not be noticed by you. Um, and there's a bit of a kind of like strange odor in the air. You're used to the salty, briny, kind of tar-like wooden odor that you would expect down here. Many different crates and barrels and uh, tarpaulin-covered uh, items are down here as well. Obviously, something is clearly being delivered. There's something in here that's moving. You can, they definitely sound humanoid. They're shuffling their feet. And as soon as they realize they were slightly a bit too noisy, they stop. Somewhere off to your left, maybe about 20 or 30 feet down into the hold. There's something very small moving around. Drop into a little crouch and try to sneak over to see who or what it is. 
Give me a stealth check. Fresh stealth check. 15. Okay. Off to your right, there's a blur of movement. About two feet away from you. Something small is running right by you. Can I try to snatch whatever it is? Go for it. Give me a dex check. Natural 2025. Snatch that snack. You you grab on to somebody's shoulder. Um, You feel your hands kind of dig in a little bit harsh, kind of like keeping them from running. And you pull this small child back out of the shadows. Um, Maybe about uh, eight, nine years old. (laughs) I said it. I said snatch the snack. Yeah, right. Maybe about seven or eight years old and just reeks of like not bathed in weeks. um, Wearing a very simple, almost like a potato sack that's been turned into like some kind of garment for this small um, boy to wear. His long scraggly greasy hair covered in like dirt and grime he just yeah please don't hurt me don't tell them i'm down here please please don't you're gonna kill me are you i know he's like got his eyes squeezed shut you're gonna kill me she's gonna kill me i know she's gonna kill me so i feel like my suspicion that you're not supposed to be down here is pretty accurate based on that reaction Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. I'm sorry. Why do they always assume violence before I even do anything? Just assume violence. Well, there's a lot of scary people on this boat. I just... I mean, you're pretty scary too, the way you ate that jaw. I mean, I've never seen anyone eat a jaw before. I just assumed that you were like really tough and really scary. Did you want a piece? Are you jealous? Have you never tried to suck on glass? I don't. It's very refreshing. You're going to eat me, aren't you? You're totally going to eat me. I know you're going to eat me. You eat people, don't you? Because, I mean, people that can eat glass can easily eat people. You're totally going to eat me, aren't you? And there's like a warm kind of trickle running down his leg. Makes a little puddle at the base of his feet. Do you think that we'd still be standing here if I was going to eat you? Well... I I don't know. Some things like to play with their food. Okay. Uh, snuffles. So I, I feel like we have a few choices here. I could rat you out. I I I I don't I don't want to be ratted out. I don't know what that what that means. That mean you turn me into a rat? Is that what that means? I never heard. It to... means I tell the captain that you're down here. Oh no, no, no! Don't tell down. Captain right. Raylene I'm down here. She'd be so mad if she found out I was down here. Mm-hmm. I could eat you. That's an option. Uh, give me intimidation check, please. Solid natural one. It doesn't pass out. Parts a little bit from the excitement, but seems to recognize that you're probably kidding. I could just throw you off into the ocean. You know, I, I, I there's but a, I a can't. Of options. It's, it's pretty. I'd rather you eat me because I can't swim. I mean, 
The sharks will eat me anyways. I just... Now he's just bawling. He's blubbering now. Right. I, I don't think that uh, being eaten is a fate worse than drowning. I think drowning is probably scarier. But no, kid, what are you doing down here? Like, why? Got sniffles. And, uh, give me persuasion with advantage, please. A natural one and a 16. Well, I... My, my pop-up was uh, a captain of a ship before he died, and he used to tell us stories about this special uh, festival, a place that, 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 that the sailors and some of them would go to. Um, he called it the Revels, and I want to see it. I, I, I'm tired of living on the streets. I want to see the Revels because, well, I just want to see it. I've heard so much about it, and I want to see it. Right. So you're planning on getting there by stowing away. And then when we all get off the ship, what do you do next? Well, I sneak off with the rest of the cargo. But, I mean, I'm pretty uh -huh. good at sneaking. I mean, if you weren't eating, if you just kept eating that bottle and uh, and not paid attention to my clumsy feet, I could have snuck past you, but... You're pretty good at sneaking, too. I didn't even hear you come down until I heard you crunch into the bottle. Doesn't that hurt when you do that? Uh, you talk a lot. You you do a lot of talking. Well, I, I'm i nervous. You seem okay. to be interested in potentially eating me, and I don't want to right. be eaten. And I'm, now I'm trying to have a conversation with you, but you keep talking. Oh, okay. I'll shut up now. Good. But, I mean, just so you know, I mean, I don't want you to eat me, okay? It's... <laughs> and I put my hand over the kid's mouth. All right. Shut up. Just stop. So you sneak off the ship when we get there, right? And then you're on an island, stranded all by yourself. Uh-huh. Take, take my hand off so that he can reply. It's not an island. Don't you know what it is? I mean, it's not a real island, at least not what my pop-up used to tell me. You know what it is? No, enlighten me. Well, he told me that very long time ago, like during the, um, they call it the Calamity, the, the Clamity. Calamity. Um, the, oh, yeah, that's what they called it. They called it the Calamity. Well, anyways, during the Calamity, a very old and ancient dragon turtle uh, was killed. And it is said that his massive shell was trapped in the currents of the ocean after the calamity. And this big shell floats out there. And it's said that this is the secret location of the Revels. It's not like a real island. It's like you have to get on a ship with a captain that knows how to get there and my pop-up used to tell me that Captain Raylene was one of those captains that was responsible for telling people where to go so I know she's going there and I know she knows how to get there and 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 my pop-up would be proud of me because I'm gonna be a sailor just like he was okay a few things here 
is really ironic for me to be the one to say this to you, but not all fairy tales are true. Oh. Also part B, if it is a giant floating shell, it's still a giant floating shell in the middle of the ocean, kid. Yeah, but it's a. I could be a cabin boy. Um, that's how my pop-pop got started. I just got to find a crew that'll take me, and I can clean. I can throw away trash. Um, I don't really look forward to doing the latrine buckets, but if I have to to stay alive, I'll deal with shit and piss. It, 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 I get it. You got to own your way. Um, but I, I don't want to stay in Nicodronus anymore. This place is death. Something's going to kill me there for sure. I want to go to the Revels, and I want to get on a ship. I want. Okay, okay, are you okay, a sailor? Okay, okay. Are you? Are you a sailor? Do you, do you need me to... Where exactly is your dad? He's... My dad died um, some years ago. And then my mom died of the sickness. And that just left me. I didn't want to be in the poorhouse no more. And and the, and then the workshops, um, they're mean to you when they know you're an orphan. They're very mean to you. Um, I used to work for one of the merchants... Um, that very mean, um, I think they call him a Marcus. Um, uh, he works for the... Marquis? Yeah, he's one of them family members with the Marquis. I don't, I don't like them people. They're mean. I watched them beat a young girl to death because she uh, stole some extra food and it really scared me. So I snuck out of the workshop and made my way um, to the harbor and I, I recognized Raylene's ship. And, and from my, my pop-up stories, and I I made it right onto the ship when they didn't see me. So they didn't see me. I, 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 I'm good at least at them not seeing me, but I guess I'm not so good at you not seeing me. Because you saw me and heard me, and you grabbed me. You're really fast. You're really scary, but kind of cool at the same time. I don't know how to feel about that. I would uh, keep the really scary part just in mind in general. What's your name, kid? Uh, Travis. Travis. Okay. We might be able to cut a little bit of a deal, Travis. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, okay. I like the. Uh, what's the deal? If you manage to stay out of the way... Okay. ...and don't get yourself caught... Okay. How about I teach you some sailing skills? Ooh. Would you trade me a little bit of, uh, yourself... Make a persuasion with advantage, because he's pretty enthralled by you. An 18 and a 19. I have a flat charisma, so 19. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he seems very infatuated with you. He agrees. Uh, what do you... Well, I mean, I know you could probably teach me a lot, but what, what, what can I do for you? I'm not... I mean, I can clean. I can carry things. I can... Guess I could sneak around and find out information for you. I'm pretty good at that. Just, just stay still and uh, stay hydrated. That's all I can say. Oh, okay. Well, getting food and water down here is not easy. I usually wait until like you know two, three o'clock in the morning when they're um, cleaning things out in the kitchen. The least amount of people are awake, and I sneak into the trash bins and I eat from the trash bins. I mean. It's okay food. It's mostly 
food that's designed to, like, you know, be usable at sea, so I assume it's okay. Right, okay. So stay hidden, and I can meet you down here later tonight, and we can have lessons. Oh, okay, I can do that. And you watch as he turns and kind of disappears amongst the crates. It's then you notice that a series of crates has like a small cloth tarpaulin kind of hung in such a way that you kind of get that kind of, you know, a tod- you know, like young child built a fort kind of thing. Um, you know, and, and then you can hear him talking to himself, which probably excited because you didn't kill him or eat him. You know, all the things that excite a seven or eight year old boy who's trying to sneak into the revels, but he does a pretty good job of kind of doing exactly what you say. So with that, anything else anybody wants to do? Well, Jin, you're in for your long rest. Um, Labash and uh, Gatharn have gone into the long rest, so we know that's done. Um, Omni and Rizel, anything you two want to do before your long rest? I'm resting up, baby. Okay. Omni? Um, we just kind of take the night to observe the uh, demeanor of the crew and how they interact and kind of just start picking up and trying to remember different things about them and yeah. just and give being me, very observant. Yeah, give me investigation check. And Medi. Obviously, you may want to come back and meet up with the boy before you settle into your long rest. Anything you want to accomplish with him before you settle into a long rest. And your long rest is different, correct? Uh, no, I still have a normal long rest. Okay. My long 15. rest is different. Mm. Right, I only is... need four hours. That's right. So 15 for you, Omni? Yep. Um, taking the time to kind of look about the ship... In the, there's a couple things that strike you. This crew is incredibly efficient. The variety of the crewmates are from all walks of life that you can tell. All manner of lineages are here. Um, from a female dwarf to a half-hobgoblin to um, halflings, goblins, humans of various degrees of ages. This crew seems purposeful to you. There's something about it. Either they've been with Captain Raleen long enough to be so well established with her, it's almost as if there's not even a need for orders to be issued. They've the routine is very much ingrained. And you watch this kind of play out and play out. Changing of the shift, um, the uh gunners being very dutiful in their cleaning of the cannon. Um even the ones that seem to be very well, like, into drinking their grog, they don't piss on the deck. They stand at the railing and they piss off the railing. There's, it's weird. It's like, it's, it's, it's a finely oiled crew. And for a, um, this is something you'd expect to see more at, in like a military kind of environment. Um, privateers tend to be a little bit more relaxed a little bit more, um, uh, less um, coordinated, less... This is a finely well-oiled crew that almost reacts without even asking. They just do. They know what to do. And it just seems odd. A little, a little bit out of place 
considering that Captain Raylene espouses to be nothing more than just a privateer. So, Maddie, anything you want to do before you settle in to your long rest? Sure. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I'll, I'll go down there very late at night. Okay. As was stated. Uh, go ahead and give me a stealth check. Twenty-one. You find where the sleeping boy is sound asleep, curled up underneath some discarded um, uh, leftovers of sailcloth that he's turned into both pillow and blanket. There's a small bucket um, that you assume he uses for other reasons. There's a small sack that contains a lot of um, scavenged foods, and there's a small glass empty wine bottle it seems to be filled with water, kind of leaning over off to his left, but he is sound asleep. Travis doesn't even stir when you get near to him. <laughs> Wolfric's like, eat him. Just eat him. <laughs> okay, then. Ha <laughs> Um, I will, I'll go up, over to him and just, oh, I did have an intimidation, but that was an actual one anyway. Anyway, um, <laughs> and just, I'll basically try to look as creepy as possible as I, like, shake him awake. Well, I rolled a, he had disadvantage on his insight. I rolled a two and a one. Um... He, when he wakes, it's the most blood curdling scream you've ever heard. <laughs> give me slide ahead. <laughs> yeah, give me slide ahead to make sure you can cover that mouth. That's what I was aiming for. That's what I was aiming for at all. Oh, God. Kids these days screaming when you wake them up. Mike. Fear. It, it, it tastes much more different when there's so much fear in the bloodstream. Yes, delicious, delicious fear. Uh, slide of hand. Mm, uh, 13. Um, you manage to get your hand over his mouth, and he inadvertently kind of chomps down on it in fear, uh, taking one point of piercing damage from the bite. You can't help but notice that the blood vessels on his neck bulge and get really kind of large. Um, and when he bit on you, it cut his lip. A little bit of blood kind of lands on your hand. Um, give me charisma save, please. You wake up from your stupor about 10 minutes later and the still form and completely drained body of Travis is kind of haphazardly thrown up against the remnants of his like little area, his little cubby hole. And you just, so go ahead and take the effects of a long rest. You're fully recharged, revitalized. The empty husk of Travis kind of curled up in a ball against the wall. Up was to at least ask him. <laughs> if he did bite me first, I don't think that would hold up in a court of law. But God, fear tastes so good. I mean, you're—you know that deep down this should be wrong, but fuck, that tasted good. All right, now let's see. Do you what get is... an extra like a little something with like adrenaline pumping blood? Nice. So okay. 
Well, all right. And now you're standing in, in a... There's no one down here at this point. It's late at night. Most of the crew is either in for their long rest. There's probably a bare minimum of a skeletal crew available, you know, doing their normal patrol and stuff like that. So this may not be opportune that it happened better now than in the middle of the afternoon, though. Right. Okay. Well, he had a he had a tarp of some kind. Yeah. He had like a sailing cloth over the cart or over the the crates to create like a little cubby hole that he was kind of you know like a little camping spot down in the hold. Um, it looks large enough to probably bundle up his form inside of. I'm going. At to... least you don't have to worry about anything leaking out of him. Right. I'm going to look through here um, to see if I had anything important to him. Uh, give me investigation. There's a picture of his paw in his left breast pocket. <laughs> I, yep, that is precisely what I was looking for. Ha, 19. 19. You do find the personal journal of his father. And you find that it's clearly labeled on top of the journal. Um, Walter Wilhelm on it. Um, you can see it's heavily used, heavily kind of read and proffered through. It's full of sketches and notes. Um, it seems to be the personal journal of Captain Wilhelm. Is there any any reference in there to this kid? Any? Oh, I'll say that. Like, invest- oh, I miss my kid. Yeah, that that um, that role was good enough to you find. Uh, uh, Entries into certain harbors, Port Zoon, Port Damali, Port Nicodranus, um, Hyberhead uh, Bay, um, Gwedel Bay, um, uh, Shell Rock Bay. This is obviously a captain that's very much well aware of different um, different ports and places and harbors to go to. Um, there's many notations about, you know, feeling bad about not being at home, uh, missing, finding out that Travis was born. So you start to look at his age in this journal. This journal's probably six, seven years old. At some point, two or three years ago, based on his math that he offered up to you, um, was when his pop-up died. Um, and this entire book just contains hand sketches of charts, of location, names, harbors, bays. Um, I will at least give you this. Whenever you're making history checks on anything that might be referenced in this journal, you'll have advantage on it. Okay. Uh, I tried to find a reference in here to uh, him uh, missing Travis, something that was tying the two together. And just take out just that page and and fold it up and put it in Travis's, like, potato sack. Yeah, fair enough. You find Uh, at least three or four pages like that, and you... Do exactly as you describe, and uh, go ahead and give me sleight of hand, really quick. Welcome to D and D, where Shannon hurts little boys. <laughs> well, that wasn't the plan, all right? I that is the through line between two campaigns now. <laughs> all right. uh, I don't think we have any room to talk there, Vince. Uh, twenty, thirty, twenty. Twenty. You... I haven't harmed any little kids. <laughs> you do a great job of putting them in the sailcloth. You wrap it and sew it up to cover as much as you can. Uh, now give me deception with advantage. Fifteen. 
Um, at this point, you've created a bundle of trash. You kind of all of his belongings, with the exception of the journal, everything that had any evidence of him, you kind of throw into this cloth. You've now just have this bundle, this lightweight bundle on your shoulder. At this point, it looks passable as far as you can tell. How old was Travis? Um, I'm going between to... seven and eight. Oh God! Ouch! Okay, uh, I'm gonna go out. Okay. Um, sneakily, you know. Seven-year-old and... remnant. Shh, 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 And crawl. I want. What I want to try to do is go out onto the deck with this bundle and crawl over the rail and just like give him a gentle like sea burial. Fair enough. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. Okay. Uh, another dirty twenty. Okay. Um, you wait as two sailors carrying hooded lanterns kind of walk by the entry point onto the main deck. You kind of look to watch as they kind of walk away and you step up. Looking to the left, nothing coming towards your left. Um, you kind of curl and make a path towards the opposite side of the mast where some coiled up rope and other things could offer a little bit of um, privacy. And you make your way over to the rail. Currently, you don't feel that you've been noticed. Okay. I will go over the rail and crawl down the side of the ship. Yeah. Go ahead and give me acrobatics with advantage. 28. 28. No problem there. You're now crawling down the side of the ship just above the waterline. Okay. And I will lean, basically put him down in the water and lean down with one hand and with green flame blade, give him like a Viking funeral. Just like Fair enough. Uh, give me um, stealth with disadvantage, please. Uh, 17. You hear a shadow above you. Uh, what are you doing down there? Who are you? And you watch as two of the sailors are leaning over the rail with lights <clears throat> looking at you as you just kind of do the green blade and let something go. And they're looking down. It's, I think there's someone on there. Can you see them? Yeah. You better go get I'll, the captain. I'll just, I'll just lean up and, and wave. It's it's me. It's Matty. It's trash. Uh, give me deception really quick. Ten. Uh, now give me persuasion with disadvantage. Eleven. You watch as one of the sailors leans over the crossbow and <laughs> you can hear the thwang of a crossbow bolt released. Um, definitely not going to hit. You watch as it <laughs> plunks into the water. Now I don't know who you are. Get your fucking ass up here and I'm taking you to the captain. All right. I can climb up the side of the ship. As you... Well, first of all, they're mystified by that. The, the ease at which you kind of climb up the side of the ship. You kind of come over the Are railing. Are you just like perpendicular, just like walking <laughs> up? <Yeah. laughs> all, all at least like all, you know, fingies and toes to make it look less like. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. <laughs> She's not even walking. She's just floating. Watch as the two sailors. Uh, <laughs> you don't even need to make an intimidation check. They're a little bit spooked by this. You realize that one of the sailors recognizes you and goes, "Oh, oh, I saw you at the at the fights. What we, what do you?" And he kind of lowers his crossbow. The other, keep your crossbow on her. She's obviously fucking crazy. 
And he goes, no, mate. She, part of that group that we picked up the other day. Remember that morning when we took... We, they kind of go back and forth from a... What are you doing down there? I mean, it seems a little bit weird. You kind of surprised us. I mean, it is our job to make sure things don't sneak on board. Right. Sorry. I, I just keep a little bit different of a sleep schedule. And uh, I noticed that the ship was very clean and there was some refuse that was starting to smell. So I just took care of it. Uh, give me deception first. 11 again. Uh, give me persuasion. You rolled higher than a 10 that time. 12. 12. They both kind of look at each other and look at you and goes, Look, if you need help with stuff like that, just want to see one of those. If you can't go crawling down the sides of ships and crawling back up the sides of ships without like triggering some kind of response. Now, I've got to tell the captain about this tomorrow. I got to report it. Um, give me an insight check, really quick. What'd you get? Uh, natural 20 for a 22. Nice. As he's rambling on and you're watching this conversation happen in front of you, looking to your left and your right, it suddenly dawns on you. This ship is too fucking clean. This guy is acting like an officer, but he's just a sailor on watch. Looking around, everybody else seems to have taken notice of what you did but seem perfectly comfortable with the two individuals that you're dealing with and they kind of go back to what they're doing there's no fucking way this is a privateer ship there's just no way their behavior just doesn't match well anyways i'm gonna to have to let the captain know that you were doing something weird but i gotta turn in my reports mate so just be off with you just get Please get to bed. If you need trash taken care of, we got people for that, right? We got people. Well, do you have people? I have fire. <laughs> Not on a wooden ship covered in tar and lacquer and other combustibles. If you... Now, we're giving you a free pass, weirdo. Get to bed. And the other sailor is just like, kind of looking at you strangely. The one that you were kind of doing that with kind of kind of snickers a little bit and kind of wipe. And the two of them go back to their normal patrol, leaving you alone to kind of do what you need to do. I just like walk away mumbling. If I wanted to light the entire ship on fire, I would have probably done it while I was down there. You hear a voice from next to the mast in the shadow. Well, dear, I'm certainly glad you didn't do that. I appreciate you not setting my ship on fire. You know, at some point, me and you need to have a conversation. You have skills that, uh, well, use. But anyways, we should be making uh, the Barnacle Bay tomorrow and uh, may have some a job for you and your friends. Um, but uh, best off to bed with you, if you would, please. And you watch as Captain Raylene goes back. Once again, that weird feeling. She just starts having a conversation with two of the sailors that are on duty. They have a congealed, like, like a, kind of like a normal conversation. And she walks over to another group. And then, 
you kind of like make your way towards the hold, you're like, this is weird. This doesn't feel like a privateer vessel to you. There's just no way that this is a traditional privateer group. Would I know that Jin has a shorter sleep schedule than the rest of us? Yeah, I would definitely think you'd be aware of that because the two of you kind of share similar patterns of behavior because of um, his shorter schedule. You do bump into each other on occasion on the Maximizer because of those differences in sleep schedules and more intuitively is difference in sleep schedule. I'll go down to the hold as I was instructed to do and see if Jin is still up. Jin, would you like to still be awake? Oh yeah, he's just full on just staring at Omni in the face as Omni's sleeping in his hammock. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of spittle coming out of the corner of Jin's mouth. No, 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 no. Uh, Omni's starting to drool a little bit and he just... <laughs> Meanwhile, Gathar is just snoring blissfully. He's got his little severed finger kind of like in his hands on his chest. A little bit of blood kind of leaking out of the finger. Um, Roselle, just right below um, Gatharn's uh, uh, hammock. Um, Omni in an upper hammock. Zone. Yeah. That, that, we call that the splash zone. <laughs> oh. Omni oh. up in the upper tier hammock. I mean, these hammocks are stacked three high. So the upper ones are filled, the middle ones are filled, leaving Jin, you down in the below hammock, and uh, you watch as um, Medi comes in to this area, staring at her hammock, and then she turns to look at you. Okay, well, first of all, that's fucking weird. (laughs) You you just catch Jin, like, pulling the, the cloth away from the corner of Omni's mouth. No, no shame. He's just... (laughs) <laughs> Medi, if you don't take care of your friends like this and more importantly your captain I don't know what to tell you you're trying to prime yourself to be the cabin boy it is my nickname you know so I've noticed I've noticed a few other things have you is there anybody like awake <laughs> is this a terrible time to have this conversation um, give me give me a perception check alright uh, but that make it with disadvantage because you already started the conversation kind of loud. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 18. The conversation stirs a couple sailors awake who kind of bellow out across the crew and kind of, keep it down, try to sleep. And just kind of the normal rumblings and ramblings of a crew that's like, and even now you can feel that steady kind of sway of the ship. But currently, no one's paying attention to either one of you at this point. Okay, well, I'll definitely, like, close the distance. So I'm not like, hey, Jin, what about the thing? Um, <laughs> I don't I don't feel like this is a privateer ship. Have you noticed that? No. Look out for each other. And it is like a big elephant in the room. Is- Oh, he's actually kind of nice compared to our last ship. Are you at all concerned? I'm not More really. Must- I mean, we got our captain here. There's another captain over there. Two captains. We got a stew cooking. <laughs> I 
that now, that's the Wolfric I remember. <laughs> I just, I don't. I, oh, you, you, you have a little me. schmutz. Mm-hmm. Right. Little schmutz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the one that I'll. Eight year old globule yeah. of red protein on the corner of your mouth. <laughs> so I take the one, the, the handkerchief full of Omni's jewel, and I start wiping away Medi's. Nope, just... No, 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 it's right there. You got a little schmutz. I can take care of my own face. Thank you. Well, here, I got it. I don't... Stop it. Swoop. You, you don't... You don't just touch people on the face without asking. Is that... Is that... Yeah, I have really bad dental hygiene. I didn't floss, so... <laughs> it comes to bleeding. Gingivitis. Um, Jin, give me Killer a perception disease. check really quick. Oh, 16, I want to say. Her energy's way up. You know, it's noticeably up. I haven't seen you this lively in a while. It's nighttime, right? Oh, yeah, it's way late. It's, what's the moon like? Or the moon? Um, it's a clear night. But it's a normal-sized moon from a perspective of the season. You would already know that. Okay. Uh, Jin's personality kind of changes a little bit. <laughs> Look on Omni's chest. Right I'll wait for this. <laughs> What's going on, Mary? That's exactly what I was coming to tell you was the ship. It's weird. Did something happen? The ship. It's weird. Yes. Something happened. The ship itself is weirder. The crew? The whole thing? I just... I think it's concerning. I don't know. You don't know? No, that's why I was coming to talk to y'all. Well, everyone's asleep. Why do you think I'm having a conversation with you? What's going on with you? What do you mean? Who was it? I think his name was probably Porky. Mm-mm. You don't behave this way on animal blood. And that is where this conversation ends. All right. You came to me. How about something and, completely unrelated? Well, I'm not interested in the ship. A ship's a ship, whether it's a privateer ship or whatever they claim to be. Were you not very excited to be a carpenter? Part of me is. And the other part? Couldn't care less. Well, part of me thinks that pigs are delicious, and the other part of me thinks that pigs are delicious, so. Insight check. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) And I would like to use my... uh, racial ability called 
knowledge from a past life and roll an additional d6. Ooh. So that is 27 total. Nice. Yeah, I have no deception, man. <laughs> I don't care. I'm getting down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> I'm all up in your brain. Pulled. I mean, at this point, Shannon, you can, can, you can yeah, handle yeah, this yeah. any way that you want to handle it at this point. But yeah. you at um, least pick up on the vibe that um, Jen is very like intensely interested in you. There's something that he's picking up on. And fix your um, camera, Vince. It went blurry on you. Yeah. Is it good? Is it good? Pick a face. Oh, I'm doing the, the Cesare thing. Yeah, I know, right? Come on, look at my hand. We were just talking about that earlier. We were just talking about that earlier, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's your bandwidth or your camera's just fucking with you. Could be either or. I just don't want to see Cesare's OCD just go out of control. You know how that goes. I, I do. He's sleeping <laughs> anyway. Oh, Omni's starting to stir. Elbow to the nose. <laughs> 99 baby yeah so you can handle this however you want Shen. The you pick up on the vibe that there's something that he's picked up on and he's genuinely curious about and whether it's a physical example of what you just did or an emotional example it's kind of bled out of your personality a little bit no pun yeah. intended <clears throat> um, yeah so definitely as uh, Jason was describing earlier Muddy's a a bit more like bouncy, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit more like awake than normal. Um, you've seen this happen like a few times because she just has to eat human blood at some point. Y'all have never ne- necessarily like seen her eating. You know, there's a fact of her life. Um, but yeah, you could tell, especially with like your perception and everything, that it's definitely more than just pig blood <laughs> for sure. It's Action. long pig blood. Long, it's long pork. <laughs> Action create pack weapon. And a cutlass appears in Jin's hands. And he's going to draw the blade over his other, his palm. So he starts to bleed. I mean, as far as you can tell at this point, Medi, you're not hungry. Um, as you do that, um, Jin... You get the feeling she's clearly fl- fed at recently. She's not interested in the uh, in the blood that you proffered up. Curious. Well, keep your secrets. It would have been cooler if you had like lost a finger, like Gatharn, apparently. <laughs> when did that? <laughs> You're staring at Gatharn's finger, just kind of like sitting on his chest and his little bandaged hand holding on to it. At this point, the Gartharn lets out a rum-filled fart. <laughs> I like to think like a cloud kind of covers, comes by and covers the moon up for a second. And then just kind of goes. You're down in the oh. hold of the ship with no obvious ability to There's see no the No, not on this part of the cruise ship, no. No portholes. No. You're stuck with the stench. <laughs> there's the hold, there's the cruise level, right? And then mm-hmm. there's the gunner's level and then the main deck. Um, in fact, because the two of you are having this kind of weird conversation, the two of you looking to your right and left begin to realize that the stench of that rum fart kind of like 
uh, just wafts into you. There's no real, like, I mean, the only real way in and out of this place is either the aft stairwell or the fore stairwell. There is no, like, portholes. There's no, once well, again, kind of leading towards your understanding of what you think is going on here, Mehdi. Most privateer ships will take on independent contracts of people being um, taken from point to point to point to point. Um, and they would usually meet, make their crew conditions a little bit more um, usable by those individuals that they take on independently to take to other locations. But this cruise deck is designed to be not noticeable. No shedding of light unnecessarily. I'll say at this point, this feels more like a smuggler ship than a privateer. What are they smuggling? Eight-year-old boys. Uh, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I should have picked up detect thoughts. Well, yeah, you're I, playing in a game. With I Shen. use my mind uh, link to Shen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, I, are you just terribly curious? Do you want to know everything? Will it make you feel better? Sleep better tonight? I don't really sleep. Yeah, I didn't think so. No. I don't really care anymore. And uh, Jin kind of just walks away, but he kind of like does a waltz almost. Lemons and limes. Lemons and limes. I like to wash lemons and <laughs> and then towards that last limes, he just turns around. He kind of spins on his heel and then stares at Medi and then disappear into the darkness. It's kind of unnerving. Coming from Medi. Coming from Medi. It's even scarier, right? <laughs> so, all of you take on the effects of a long rest. Gatharan, you are currently missing your finger. Um, You'll have to deal with that at some point. But uh, for you, um, Jin, since your long rest is over in four hours, you're more than free to control when and how you consume that four hours. So if you want to be on the same timetable as everybody else, your long rest can start at like 3, 4 a.m. and conclude at the start of the day. Otherwise, you're, you're free to wander a very, like, empty sleeping ship for the most part depending on the schedule that you want to keep i okay so what time was that conversation over i would say that would have been around two three in the morning okay i just want to maybe spend an hour and see if i can find what we're smuggling give me investigation check and i will use knowledge from a past life Oh. Dirty 20. Okay, are you trying to be quiet about it? Yes. Give me a stealth check with advantage. I'll take that 18. 22. Uh, might as well use my last one. 28. Okay. 
marking where the patrols are moving back and forth, you kind of casually use the darkness and the uh, natural spaces to keep yourself hidden. You find the rear hold that's the best access point down to the hold itself, or the rear stairwell. You, uh, from your deck, it's only one more down below to get there. Um, as you get into the space, there are lots of different crates, barrels. Um, there's lots of what you just consider normal cargo. That in itself seems not that untypical of a privateer ship except as you kind of like a couple of the crates look like they've been in here for a while um you come over to where three crates are stacked together and looking at the floor near them there are very heavy grooves that are kind of gouged into the floor near the corners of these crates and the crates themselves seem unusually aged. Almost like they've been done to on purpose. Otherwise, everything else around here seems normal. Uh, and the crates are sealed, I, I'm assuming. Uh, give me a perception check. Oh, boy. Oh Which boy! You will, uh, Why do we you? have a storyteller that makes us roll? Can't you just tell us everything right away? Eleven. Eleven. Um, they look nailed shut on the lids. Um, they seem to be normal crates. It's just those grooves in the floor that seem odd, and they seem to be focused on the the main corners of each of the crates. Almost like strange. Like maybe they were heavy and were pushed into place. But that doesn't make sense because the grooves don't look like they're that old, but the crates look like they've been down here for months. Does it seem like uh, a way a door would swing? Um, give me an insight check. Oh, that one. If this is a door, it'd be a weird fucking door. It's just, it's confusing as shit. Shit, this would be a weird fucking door. It's confusing as shit down here. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't know what they're smuggling. Okay, so you settle in for your long rest at this point? Yeah. Okay, so all of you go ahead, take the effect of a long rest. All of you are waking up, or woken up. I I kind of want to wake up just slightly before Omni and just stand over him, just waiting for him to wake up. <laughs> Omni, you wake up to Jin just hovering over you, staring at and you. And kind of slightly on the hammock. Uh. Good morning, Jen. Jen. I've told you plenty of times mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. not look at us when we're sleeping. I we know but that I your sleep so schedule bored. is different. We understand I so, this. I get so bored. Omni say. <sighs> so bored. Good morning. Good morning, Rizal. You watch as a gnome's ass kind of slides right by you, um, and Gatharn, you're now awake, holding onto your finger. Dropping to the you know to the ground, kind of reeking of shit, piss, and liquor. Uh, your kilt in one hand that's been makeshift of the sailcloth. Um, your severed finger in your other hand. You're kind of looking around. Roselle, you're now awake. Uh, Maddie, you're awake. Or Medi, you're awake. Um, 
all of you kind of rousing to. I um, do. It, it happened again. <laughs> Maybe perhaps after you help Mr. Gatharn, uh, Medi and I would like to have a conversation. What do you expect us to do with his finger? <laughs> you got that magic touch. You did it before. You mm -hmm. go, ooh, usha. <laughs> Mr. Gatharn, can I see your finger? <laughs> Has it been too long? I grab it. So Magic. go ahead and give me a nature check really quick. Okay. Uh, Omni. Uh, we would be able to do like a, a healing pool, but that's if he already took a long rest and he doesn't need hit points. I mean, the whole like tusk thing in the gum made sense. The gum was still open and then it healed around it. I don't know if oh, we're we going to be able. It back up it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 18. On yeah, the... uh, wait. Uh, no, plus zero, 17, sorry. Um, it reeks. You even watch as like a small little maggoty fly kind of crawls out of it. <laughs> so you, you know what this finger's good for now, right? Do you, would you like it? Do you want it? We could use it for bait. Mm, would you? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> He's like visibly disturbed. <laughs> What are you fishing for? My finger for bait. <laughs> what you see, Guthard, I think that eventually you're going to have to learn a lesson about not sticking your hands in places that they don't belong. If we just that is a hand where it didn't belong. I'm not even sure how. How I lost did you lose finger. a finger then? Did you have anything to bash. do with that cannon explosion I'm, I'm last night? And then I woke I... up in here. Stop grazzing Gatharn, okay? I'm pretty sure he has a great reason why he lost his finger. And I, I dropped down a yeah, one. Gatharn doesn't ago. remember. He was probably blacked out by that time. I pat him on the shoulder and I said, we can give your finger a nice sea burial. That'll be, that'll or be okay. we could put it in a pie. I make some very good finger pies. <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> eat my own finger. <laughs> You'd rather eat your own finger? And then, yeah, and then it, I can it keep your finger. Yeah, it is your finger, and Maddie, uh, Ruzel makes a great finger pie. That is true. It's true. I mean, if you want to just hand it all over here, I'll hook it up whenever I get breakfast going. I get my itty bitty digit. <laughs> I, it, I look at it, um, and I like spin it around a little bit, and I'm like, oh, your nails are a little long. And I stick it in my pocket. As this transpires, all of you hear from the main deck, land ho! Kind of like waft down into the crew. Um, you watch as a change of shift is going on. The ship makes a noticeable heeled over turn in a different direction. Not sure the direction, but it definitely just made a turn. So I go upstairs to help with uh, wait, landing. Team meeting. Team. Uh, Get on. What? We're crew. We've we got land. We've got duties. One minute. Come down here, please. Alright. Okay. Alright. I'm hungry and I've got a piss. I mean, yeah. Jen? <laughs> We're so like, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> you had something you wanted to tell us? 
Yes. So last night, Medi made a very important discovery. Medi. Oh, is that my cue? Okay. So it seems that we might not be on a privateer's ship. In case y'all haven't noticed, it's uh, far too clean and really weird. Just, it's, I don't know. It, it strikes me as odd. I had made some notices as well. Notices? Noticed some things as well. Words. Trust your gut, Captain. It's really early. We're just waking <laughs> up. We're tired. <clears throat> still a little drunk. He's still a little drunk. <laughs> still a little drunk. So we Out of curiosity, <laughs> can you be big drunk? Or can you only ever be little drunk? <laughs> he was he was he was he was big drunk if last If you make night. me bigger, I can be big drunk. Ooh, there's a plan. <laughs> I cast enlarge. But can I reduce something else? I want to enlarge the body, but reduce the other thing. I want to do psychic damage. Lando, ringing of a bell. Okay, so we're on a curious ship that's clean, and. So gonna we are concerned that the pirates, privateers, are not completely forthright with the truth. Uh, and, and we were? I, I took a walk last night and uh, I saw some very weird boxes. Mm. They were, they, they waked me out. They were just the weird. I work with wood. These were just weird crates. The boxes looked weird. Did you see what was inside of them? Captain, I understand it's early in the morning, but do you have to sound so condescending right now? <laughs> it's, I'm going I'm to be open. You're kind of hurting my feelings right now. I know Is you don't really intentionally, <laughs> and you did it last night at dinner. Gatharn kind of finds the uh, chamber pot bucket. He kind of leans over it, starts taking a shit. That was a lot of grog. <laughs> we go upstairs to the deck. I follow. Uh, Omni, could I borrow you for? I'll be right there. Uh, as um, we are walking up the stairs, Jin might notice that Omni is wearing a little leather cord around their neck um, that has the small little piece of wood from the deck from the ship that he gave Omni before yeah. as a necklace. Hold on. Can we all do like character descriptions real quick of what we all look like? Did we do that? I think we kind of did it as part of our zero and, and first yeah, session. A little bit but when we were on the raft. <laughs> to me, my favorite thing is when, uh, when people, when anybody does what Cesare just did, which is you take a moment to like describe something about yourself to kind of, Give it a little bit of tactile reality in a, mm. in a certain way. So whenever you want to, you know, get in a conversation with another player, feel free to describe something about yourself that the player would pick up on. I think that's awesome. Right. Is that is that the piece of wood Jin gave him or the piece of wood Medi gave him? Jin, I think, right? The piece of wood Jin. Medi, 
Yeah, Jin had placed it in Omni's hand. Right, when... Nettie put it under your foot as a as a ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> Not Jin is just extra happy skipping up the stairs now. And we go upstairs. We want to see where this, uh, where the land possibly might be, what direction it's off in. And we took a hard turn from the direction we were going. Correct. Would we be safe to assume that the this is the little detour that was kind of possible? Mm. Navigator, Betty, are you grabbing Omni for yes. that conversation? I was attempting to. Yes. Okay. Yes. Before we go up, of, is she yeah, reaching she she, she like past me? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Jen. <laughs> Basically. Well, obviously, we... I stand right next to Omni. Jen, go ahead and uh, get some eyes up uh, up there on the deck. See see how we're Hi, looking. Sir. Thank you. Well, how Jen, we doing, so, Jen, you're up on the main deck. Roselle, you're heading towards the kitchen at this point? Yes, I sure am. Okay, you're heading towards the kitchen leaving both Omni and Mehdi to kind of have this conversation. Next to Gatharn, who's shitting? No, we... Uh, well, you're slightly yeah. elevated. We, we started going upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We found yeah. the way... That's why I said, once we got out of the shit room... Perfect. Um, Perfect. <laughs> shits are the worst. <laughs> the very liquid know. and very burny. Okay, that's enough description of that. Let's go. <laughs> What does it smell like in the cruise quarters right now? It's pretty rancid. Can we not? It's pretty rancid. <laughs> How are we doing? Uh, Omni, are you mm-hmm. aware that uh, Jin just kind of stands over you while you're sleeping? Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, we've talked to him about it a couple of times. Um, I mean, we get it. He doesn't sleep much, and he's rather obsessive. And honestly, we can sleep through anything, so (laughs) it doesn't really bother us that much. Um, But loyalty, man, it comes in Mm. interesting shapes and Mm -hmm. manners. Mm -hmm. Like collecting some of your spit off of your face while you're sleeping? Excuse me? Might want to talk to him about some boundaries. Just hmm. a little unnerving. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fallen on deaf ears the first 15 times we've spoken to him about it. But, you know, here's here's hoping for lucky 16th. <laughs> I might make a suggestion. Hmm. Have you ever tried to talk into him really late at night? Um... Just the hour? of What do you mean, late at night? Just late? I mean, like, just really late. I don't know, he seemed more attentive. Not necessarily. We've been on watch late together before, so we've had conversations, but... Might be worth an experiment. Otherwise, he might just take that spit of yours and, like, clone you or something. I don't know. <laughs> then there'd be two of us. Just the that's, two of that's us. Our, that's kind of funny. <laughs> never mind. Anyways. 
Thank you for letting us know. You doing all right? Peachy. You look good. Got some color. Sunlight. Mm. Zoom away. <laughs> so all of you, uh, one order of the other. Um, Roselle, you make it to the kitchen. Um, the interesting person that's been assigned to you has done their best to do some of the prep and sous chef style work. Um, you spend the better part of 30 minutes quickly taking all the food that was prepared already, begin to organize it. Um, go ahead and give me a slide of hand. God, that's math. Um, that's a 21. Okay. Um, now yeah. give me performance with advantage. All right. Oh, man. Um, the 19. 19. You managed to put together a fairly decently inspiring breakfast for everybody. Uh, you come back onto the main deck as your other four... Um, Party mates are staring off at what seems to be an island that's getting slightly closer off in the horizon, handing the food out to the four different individuals. Uh, you guys begin to absentmindedly kind of pick from your food and stare at this rather small, heavily jungled island getting closer as the ship begins to tack its way through the wind in that direction. Um, each of you, go ahead and roll a D8 for me, please, Roselle. I eat my finger three. pie with relish. Each of you get three temporary hit points for the remainder of the yeah, day. Yeah. <clears throat> for the next 24 hours. Having the inspired um, uh, meal that was offered up by Roselle. Um, in fact, the entire deck feeding off of the stewed kind of porridge slash protein-like meal that you made. Kind of giving them the kind of extra boost of energy they need as well. Um the ship is tacking into the wind, out of the wind, making its way closer. As the five of you kind of nibble at your food, watching this kind of happen in front of you, the horizon kind of ebbing over with the island getting a little bit closer, you notice that Raylene is kind of like standing there amongst you, picking at her long teeth. So, we have to make a little stop at Barnacle Island. I was chosen at random to do this. I'm not thrilled. I don't have a lot of people on my deck. Well, not that aren't recovering from severe injuries due to the um, tussle last night, but well, I was wondering if the five of you would do me a favor if you'd be... I'll need an axe. Yes, I will gladly... Um, well, I, I see that Catharn is definitely interested, uh, but at least offer me the opportunity to explain what this particular mission might entail, if you're so interested. We're going to make anchor in the bay, and Barnacle Island is, well, it's a special place. A particular individual has asked me to retrieve an item. 
Do any of you happen to know who Theraval is by chance? You heard of him. That sounds like a check, DM. Yeah, all of you go ahead and give me history checks. We'll see if any of you have recognized this name. <clears throat> Would it happen to be about a fey fiend undead type creature? Uh, no, it is uh, not. I'm going to roll my inspiration before it expires. I got a three. Uh, yeah. A total of 17. Yeah, Roselle, not a clue. <laughs> cool. I got a natty one. Okay. So, oh, I know Theraval. He was... He was my dad's friend back in uh, Shamal. They did a lot of jobs together. Shamal. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, they actually fixed up a lot of Dalen's closet, them two together. Uh, he does a lot of stool work. A Wrong lot of work with Farrell. What? Wrong Farrell. Are you sure? Pretty sure. <laughs> but you don't think... Uh, Raylene uh, would know your father's friend. We got an 18. I mean, it, honestly, it's a little, it's a small world. Anybody could know anybody. 18 for Omni. 17. 17 for Gun, or Gunthar. Uh, Gatharn. Betty. Math, 27. 27. Both Gatharn and Omni, you recognize the name of a particular, you recognize it as the name of a particular captain. Very influential amongst many of the privateers. Um... It's often said that to work for him is to kind of take the jewel of the selection, that that's who you eventually want to work for. He is responsible for one of the larger ships known as the Bronze Bell. It is a war galley that he has been captain of for a great deal of time. Why Raylene is mentioning it, the two of you have no clue. Medi, for you, this just pulls you even deeper into your suspicions. Thorvel is said to be... Well... It's said that Thorvel is possibly... An, an elected leader of sorts. Someone who has great influence over most of the lesser guild houses of those that trade with the privateers. It's even said that Thorvald, uh, a massive furbog in appearance, is a bit of a master of himself when it comes to waging the institution of trade and seafaring trade. He's known to be quite wealthy as he is one of the owners of the largest of the ships known to travel these waters. It's even rumored that he is the one that started this little carnival event as a way to bring the different privateers together in this revel festivity, this secret location where all the privateers meet, practice a two-week-long carnival, and make secret agreements and arrangements. And the thousands of gold worth of contracts gets kind of doled out and handed out by Thorvald. He is the one that kind of secretly controls this. These are things <clears throat> that you've picked up through conversations, circumstance, and other happenstance of your travels. You do recognize that both Gantharn and Omni show a glimmer of recognition. Uh, Roselle and Jin 
don't even seem to recognize that Jin's veiled attempt at tr- pretending to know Thorvald is quite obvious. But for you, <clears throat> this is a name of influence, power, wealth. And, and do the we fa- remember that he's Trinity's brother? For those of you that were proffered that information, perhaps. Yeah, Raylene said it um, when we first boarded the ship. I would say if you have remembrance of that, absolutely. That that would kind of float to the surface of your mind. Um, that Raylene had mentioned that during the previous evening's meal. Um, and she goes on. Well... I need to pick something up for Thorvald. Evidently, he wants to make some grand announcement at the festivities. Not sure what it is, but supposedly there is an item that has been hidden on this island for a great deal of time. Um, And he thinks that taking possession of this item will somehow help him, uh, I don't know, profit more, be more clever. I mean, he's already... He's already clever enough, in my opinion. Um, however, some have said that his the disappearance of his brother, and now that I know the Maximizer has gone missing, we'll have to report that to him this morning. I don't have time for it now. I've got to get us in the bay and get us... Um, thank you. Um, get us properly arranged for the evening and, um, well... You know, get you on shore so that you can retrieve said item for me. I'm willing to pay you each a hundred gold a piece to do this. Find this item, and here's the trick. I'm not entirely sure what it is. It's described as a magical item. It will exude or or show magical effects of some sort. Not really sure. But supposedly somebody in Thorvald's history or past of many, many years ago claimed to know of a relic hidden on this island of supposed power. Look, I'm getting paid a lot of money to find out where, um, well, where the Maximizer went to and where Thorvald's brother, Trinity, has disappeared to. That is my responsibility. I'm getting paid well for it. I have no interest tromping around Barnacle Island looking for a relic that's probably bullshit. I don't have the specialty for it. I don't have the crew for it. However, the five of you are extra hands that I can spare. Well, some of you have a complete hand. Some of you do not. But (laughs) I... It's okay. I just ate it as part of me again. It's true. Gross. Anyway, I can... I wiggle the bone. I can spare (laughs) the five of you. Please don't let the chef die. He cooks well. But I suspect all of you will be needed on this little journey. Who's who's in charge of Barnacle Island? Oh, dear. Nature is in charge of Barnacle Island. I assure you of that. Captain so there's Nature? no townships or anything like that? Oh, no. People don't live here, dear. It's not one of those islands. Who has the locate object? I don't, but I'm very good at tracking things. It's kind of literally my specialty. 
I kind of can locate it if I'm in very, very, very close proximity. If I'm looking at it, I can locate it. I'm good at finding things. Out, out of game question. Um, so, uh, I am still a, a newer spellcaster as far as using as a player. Yeah. Chesare yeah. hasn't done spellcasters a lot. Yep. Um, please remind me uh, if paladins and sorcerers can change their spells or prepare them either sorcerers nightly or uh, every paladins, level. Paladins can do it. Paladins can. Paladins are very much along the lines of clerical. Your pantheon-like relationship allows you to um, commune. You know, you 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 basically use your time to commune with your pantheon as a way to reset your spell sets. Um, so so I that always, would be each yeah, night. Yeah, I would always. Okay. Remind, I forgot to remind you guys, but if anybody wants to change their spells, you can. It would be part of your long rest process. Okay, so I would be able to do that for the paladin spells, but not the sorcerer spells. Correct. Yep. Okay, cool. Thank you. Sorcerer spells, if I'm correct, Vince. That's um, just on leveling, right? You can change them. Correct, because those are packs that are made as a sorcerer? No, warlocks are... Oh, that's warlocks, sorry. Sorcerers are just innate uh, spellcasters, so their magic flows through them already. But they only do spell selection via the leveling system. Yep. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not overly so I, familiar. I don't. I never. I rarely get to be a player, so you know. So you know if how there's a goes. level up, I could just change out the spells that I have, or I only add to the list. It depends on how Jason wants to do it. Uh, okay. Usually, it's just adding to the list of spells you already have. I think for gotcha. flavor of a sorcerer and the way you've mixed it with your paladin, I think your pantheon relationship is both an inhibitor and an inspiration to how you're wrestling with your sorcerer nature mm-hmm. so i like the idea that you have to pick with each level on that side of it cool. but you can rearrange your behavior of spells with your pantheon portion of it yeah yeah That's, i like that, that sounds i like yeah. that a lot okay <clears throat> i mean it would be way easier if i could just renew all of the sorcerer ones every night but it's fine so <laughs> so Diaz, i can pay you 100 gold each i have the extra coin for that the relic, though, once you find it, I will need that back because I will have to deliver that to Thorvald. Um, however, anything else you find or profit from on this little adventure, if you don't die and I don't have to send people to find your dead bodies and retrieve the item myself, I'd prefer not to. But I understand, well, this island's a bit dangerous, so keep that in mind. Um, and as the ship kind of kind of heaves slightly into the shoal-like portion of the bay. Very distant, guttural growl kind of echoes out of the jungle canopy. (laughs) Kind of just echoes across the bay. Oh, yes. Um, Well, rumor has it, yes. There could be dinosaurs on this island. I have personally never seen one on here, but it is said there could be one. Um, there are other strange creatures that have been sighted here before, but you know sailors. Mostly myth, mostly rumor. I've mostly understood it to be a very difficult uh, uh, difficult island to make your way through, to be honest with you. Lots of things hidden in the canopy, hidden in the ground that, that come after you, you know. 
but you know. Well, don't suppose anyone on the ship has got more than a rumor of what kind of relic we're looking for. Well, you see, only Thorvald knows the information about that. As far as I know, it's inside of a cavern in the very center of the island. He described it as no bigger than a loaf of bread, but no smaller than a small common box um, that you would contain things in. I believe he said it's supposed to exude a certain amount of enchanted magic. I do recall the conversation. We were both very drunk and, well, he's very tall. Do we have a map? Oh dear, um... I don't really keep a map of this place. It's a very small island, I assure you. And with that, all five of you stare at this island. It does look quite small. I mean, the bay that the anchoring is beginning to happen in, you're watching as the smaller boat is getting prepared. But there's now two or three smaller boats getting prepared. Uh, we will maintain a beach encampment. The fringes of the gentle gold canopy, uh, well... They do offer up food. We will be fishing and try to uh, track down some fresh water. I myself, dear, personally have never been on this island before. Um, it's one of the smaller atolls of a chain of islands that, well, mostly left to nature and their own doings. I thought Thorvald was maybe mistaken with the location. Um, I knew it on a chart, based on the chart that he gave me but we don't actually have a map of the island itself. But I can get you on the beach. I can certainly get that much done for you, dears. One more question. Yes. What's a dinosaur and can I eat it? They're very big lizards, um, uh, reptilian kind of amphibians in some cases. They come in very many varieties of shapes and sizes and colors and Critters as a whole, um, I would imagine that if you were to catch it, kill it, butcher it, cook it, you'd certainly try to eat it if you choose to. I mean, preferably before it eats you, dear. Yeah, I'm good to go as soon as I get an axe. Well, just go ahead and head on down to the armory, dears. I got what you need for this particular little adventure. Uh, when you return, just return the equipment the armory. Um, I'm going to get the smaller boats ready and get camp set up on the beach. Get a watch started and this is when the crew once again breaks out into very well-oiled machinery. Um, the smaller boats are getting uh, set over the side. A small crew is joining those. Oh yeah. Uh, making, getting ready to make their way um, uh, off and do their thing as well. Um the five of you begin to head down below, and you're let in to the armory at this point. I'm going to get two hatchets, a okay. battle axe. Uh, give me a everybody give me a perception check. Let's see what's available to you based on this quick perusal of the armory. Oh. 14. I to ask her about to, if she wanted to have this deeply unpleasant conversation before we left or after. As you kind of say that before heading down below with everybody else towards the armory, perhaps, dear, we should, after you retrieve the relic, if you don't mind, um, if you don't retrieve it and you're dead, it's a conversation that you don't have to go through the pain discussing with me. If you survive this, I would be very interested in having that conversation with you. Just shrug, walk away. Okay. 
Um, Jin's following Garthorn. He, he's he's humming that song. Lemons and limes. <laughs> Perception checks. Gathard, what did you get? 22. 22. Uh, there is no battle axe here, but you do find two very simple axes. Uh, hand axes, to be more specific. Uh, anything else you're looking for other than anything in particular you want to try to find? A rope. Find a, a coil of, yep, find a coil of rope. Um, a small 10-foot bundled up section of net. Jin, what'd you roll? And what are you a looking 14. for? What are you looking for? Anything in specific? I, uh, I look around and I was like, oh, there it is. And I go by by Ruzzle. And I go, and I create Pact Weapon. I was like, ah, oh, there she is. <laughs> Found it. Oh. Got it, guys. Start waving the cutlass oh. like, haphazardly. Scrapes the roof a little bit. <laughs> oh. You're just making work for yourself later. <laughs> That's how you stay employed. And I wink at Medi. So, any oh, other. Uh, oh. A thick blanket. Thick blanket? I'll, no problem with that. You find a thick blanket with no problem. And then a belt. Okay. Leather belt. There's a pile of them all kind of stacked up in the corner of the armor. Right, I'm going to take off the cell cloth and fashion the blanket into a kilt. Okay. Go ahead and give me a sleight of hand. Uh, it's 21. Uh, give me performance with advantage. Yeah. Uh, that would be... 17. 17. You do a pretty decent job of uh, building your great kilt for a, for a Nork. Um, fashioning it to your body and you have your great kilt back at this point. What'd you get, Cesare, on your, or uh, Omni on yours? 18. Um, perception, you said, right? Yeah. Um, anything in particular you're looking for? Um, a rapier, a shield, um, there are a series of small shields that are kind of leaned up against the wall. There's not a real like sign of like a rapier or fine kind of finesse-like weapon, but there are a couple simple long swords and a couple short swords that you see sheathed and leaning up against some weapon pegs. Uh, we'll take a short sword. Okay. Uh, and a shield. Um, are there any hand crossbows or uh, bows? There are, there are a couple short bows and maybe a couple hundred arrows and variety of quivers hanging up against the wall. Okay, I'll take a short bow. And um, remember, none of you have armor. Correct. Oh, I last time. Uh, yeah, last I time they dropped even, off like some leathers. Yeah, leather. Oh yeah, you do have the leathers. That's right. You have either regular leather or studded leather. It's up to you guys to pick which one. That's right. Um, Omni is not wearing any armor. They just have their fancy vest on. And you might wonder, why the heck would they have a high AC with <laughs> with just a little old vest? <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're, we're good without the armor. Uh, unless there was chainmail. Uh, not that you could see. That's a bit on okay. a finer scale yeah. of... 
it's a smuggler ship, you know, like it's a possibility. Um, <laughs> Roselle, what are you looking for? And what'd you get? Uh, I got, I also got an 18. Um, and I would like, if I may, um, to, I, I want to see if there's like a, a little dagger, another little dagger in addition to the one I already have that we got in the wreck. Um, I would also like a bag of some sort. And um, if there's like, there's like a little triangle or something, a very small little like, hey, come here. Maybe I took it from the kitchen. I don't know. Yeah, I would say you're. I would say that is something that you already kind of got from the kitchen. Yeah, you found it okay. in amongst like some uh, small boxes of utensils and stuff. Um, everything else you need, you find here. You find a series awesome. of small and medium-sized bags. Um, you actually find a small iron box containing about a dozen decently made daggers. Um, I mean, pretty much most of your basics are here. That you would need. Cool. Medi, what'd you get and what are you looking for? Uh, 17. And um, I would like to find a short sword as well. Because um, the weapon I was initially given was a long sword, and that is not a finesse weapon. Yep. I'll say uh, you <laughs> easily see one of the short swords leaning up on the weapon peg. <clears throat> were there any were there any scimitars? Not that you could see. Okay. That's intentional. Um, I would also like to see if there was any torches. Not that I would like to use one of those ever, but they seem like they might be helpful. Yeah, you kind of open up a few of the wooden crates that look to be holding common, like, everyday use items uh, from uh, pittens and hammers and ropes and chain and um, torches and lanterns. You open a series of crates and realize that most of the basic stuff seems to be here. And I will I will take some of those um you know just in cases. Wait, can we all see in the dark here? I think we can all see in the dark. Except for our boy. Okay. <laughs> really? Our Changelings boy. don't have dark vision? I don't think so. I think you have 120 feet. Well, they can see really far, do they? No, I think changelings do have well, you're not technically a full... Didn't we go half-changeling for you, Chez? Isn't that, wasn't that... No, you're full-changeling? You might have dark vision then. And you're muted. It wasn't uh, showing up in my senses where it normally shows up under additional uh, sense types on D&D Beyond. Okay. Then no, you do not have it. That well, you can't have everything. Can't have everything. So, all of you gather up your gear and the items that you are looking for within the armory, um, making your way back. The crate had like common stuff, right? So, yeah. string, backpack, yeah. water skins. Yep. Okay, because I can use this string to make traps to catch food and okay. well, water skins because water. Fair enough. So, all of you gather up this equipment, make your way up onto the deck of the ship. Looking out at the island, you could see where a little series of mini pavilions are being popped up. Little square wall tents are popping up on the beach as all of the uh, crew that could be spared are in the process of building the campsite. You guys make your way into the small boat. Boat. How far are we away from the shore? Um, probably a couple hundred feet, two to three hundred feet. Yeah, Jin just dives off the ship. Okay. 
Then you dive in the, into the ship, start making your way towards the shore. The rest of you are in the boat making your way towards the beach. Once He's going to do that cool thing where he just walks up out of the water, watch. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, James Bond? I was thinking I was thinking more uh, undead pirate just walking under the on the floor of the water. Uh, Halle Berry's character in Die Another Day. Yeah, right? <laughs> so making your way out of the water um, and just in time to see the, sh- the smaller ship the smaller boat kind of beach itself along with the other two, at least a dozen people, um, dozen individuals and uh, managing the campsite. All of you get up onto the beach. Um, you can see where Raylene is standing there, staring into the jungle and down at the sand as all of you kind of form a semicircle around her to see what she's staring at. She's looking down at the sand and goes, well, Guess that proves at least one point. As all five of you look to see a massive clawed print in the sand, roughly four and a half feet in width, maybe eight feet in length, three toed. You can see the raptor like nails emblazoned into the sand as a series of these prints just kind of disappear into the very edge of the jungle canopy. And that's where we're going to finish tonight, folks. No, I'm just, uh, the rest of the I... team is going in. Jin is just making sand angels. <laughs> Somebody has to. All right. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, I try to stick to the schedule. It's close to 830. So we're going to sign off. Uh, all the abouts are down below. Uh, come join us, subscribe, follow us. We have lots of different shows going on, but that's all down below. Check it out. Um, pop onto our Discord when you get a chance. It's lots of fun. Um, our schedule is down below as well. And happy Sunday. Um, everybody, please be safe. Uh, be nice to each other. Be kind. And don't forget to play a game. It's important. You'll have fun. It is fun. Play a game. Love you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye.